here. It, it's been a while since I've talked to all of you. So, uh, Heath, are you there? I'm here. All right. You're a liar. I talked to you like. Well, you, yeah, you, I talked to. <laughs> your your voice I recognize. Keith, are you there? Knutson? Are you spinning? You're spinning? Cause, cause... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's weird. I see Mike uh, connected. I don't Am see. Am I here? Uh, who's that? That's Micah. Micah. Micah, yeah, Micah's here. <laughs> Heath is on. Uh, I think Luke is on, maybe. Hell, hell. Yeah, Luke's hello, there. Hello, hello. Heath is on, Micah, Bill, and I, I think uh, myself. I don't know where the other guys went. Knutson, are you there? I can hear you. Yeah. <gasps> I guess uh, Cunningham got knocked off. Maybe he's out only, in the... Only one Keith at a time. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Can't handle Keith. DC squared. Keith versus Marvel Keith. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting the old um, Luke Cunningham. Luke Cutting... Luke, uh, drunk Luke. Like Luke and uh, Keith's... Um, Ongoing feud. Yeah. Yeah. He hey, talks, I'm in. Can you hear he me? He talks a big game for someone who needs to stay here at Heroes. So. <laughs> Can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Sounds like so, you're in the bathroom. No, I'm in my super echoey uh, living room. Ah. Also known as the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> when it, wherever you do the bulk of your living. In the toilet. Like the rest of my life. <laughs> At least go mute if you do anything in the toilet. Bloop. <laughs> I think somebody sent some chat. Oh, Brunchy 2.0. All right, well, I, I'm going to kick us off. Uh, this is Geek Brunch 400 uh, with me, Bill, Heath, Micah, Keith, Squared. And Luke Foster and Daryl, I told last night on the phone, I said, you're not going to make it because he went drinking. I said, you won't make it. He said, I'll be there. And, <laughs> and he he's is. not here. Match. So uh, I, I'm going to start this off. I, I, I want to thank you all. And Heath, like, man, I man, we haven't talked in forever uh, other than chat. Yeah. And uh, thanks. Thank you for starting Whoa, off. Daryl's here. Oh wow! Did he do something? Do I have to He's add him? Did he say something in the chat? He said, "I'm here." <laughs> Diva. How, how does he add himself in? You added yourself in. There's a join call button. Join. Call hit the join. Call. Daryl. You're listening to Old Men and Technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, that's Tell him the... he interrupted your emotional introduction <laughs> with his drunken antics. Yes, I knew it. I'd leave it to Daryl <laughs> to do it. And he won't even be able to find the button. He won't, he's like, what button? 
That's There's two he buttons. Said. And then he'll be calling calling my phone pretty soon, or calling Barb. That's he talks to Barb more than he does me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I want to thank Heath especially because uh, he kind of started this show. Like he came up with the name. He's the one that got us to our first convention at Heroes Con. Um, kept the show going, got the brunch buddy started, got brunchy, kind of kept me in doing this beyond that once I was able to get Micah and Bill to keep the show going. Because around that time, it was rough because we just lost Eric Martin, who, who's, who mm-hmm. would be on the show today. Yeah. But uh, we, we lost him, unfortunately. And I was debating whether to keep the show going or not, but luckily uh, Micah and Bill stepped in and then we kept it going. And then Micah went to Japan <laughs> and kind of left the show. But uh, Heath, uh, wh- what have you been up to? <laughs> what you doing? <laughs> hey, you, you, you fell off the map completely. <laughs> no, I know you did. You're, you're like big with Serial at Midnight, which is like a superstar video podcast on YouTube. But what have you been up to? I mean, doing, you know, that's such a huge question. I don't know. Hold on. First of all, I want to say congratulations to you. Congratulations on 400 episodes. We did this together. I, I, you, you're giving me a lot of credit. We did this together. And I think that you deserve so much uh, of the credit. I mean, you've kept this going. This is your passion. This is your like your enthusiasm, if, uh, congratulations on this. This is a huge deal. And I, I hope that you feel like proud of this. And like this is you, man, you did this. Yeah, I'm proud of it. I'm glad though that you got the more social aspect of it <laughs> because I don't think I would have met everybody on the podcast if not for you. So that's why I'm thanking you. Cause you, well, you're, you're the one that like reached out, like you were plugging through the forums, you know? With yeah. the brunch buddy and stuff like that and i think you instigated heroes con which kind of made me go to heroes con like every single ah, year it's his fault yeah <laughs> every single year since the covid i missed the last three years but i'm going back this year so yeah you, you've been a lot of large part of this what this community is so thank you well that's very kind thank you and I, I looked it up. The first episode was May second, two thousand and seven. Jeez, so yeah. six, sixteen years and one month ago. <laughs> you guys were just young, scrappy. Yeah, the eldest, the eldest of this whole family, right here. I'm recording <laughs> in a treehouse. My favorite part of the first episode is that you guys didn't have a name yet. You're like finalizing your name on. <laughs> While you're recording the name of the show. <laughs> we wanted it. We were like, what are we interested in? We like comics and we like movies, but we also like food. And we're like, what, what ties all those things together? And I think Geek Brunch was one of the candidates. And it was like, I, I like it. Here we are 400 episodes later, still Geek Brunch. Yeah, so, I, re- I remember one of the early episodes. You were chopping jalapeno. And yeah. You, and you started rubbing your eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, I, I still remember that too. That was crazy. You know what's funny? I was thinking about brunchy and like I I had to go to there's some website that I had to get that from. Like you would type it in and then it would you could download it as like a wave or something like that. It's on Macs. Like if I knew that back then, like it's on every MacBook. It's like voice number two or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> like there it's it's so easy to get now, but like I just thinking like where technology was back then, like oh those years ago. Um like now, 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 Brunch is alive. He's sending it. Yeah. <laughs> AI yeah. has taken over and he has his own personality. I hope that we were kind to Brunchy because when the overlords are in power, I hope that they remember who their friends were. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, overlords. <laughs> it's pretty frightening with all that drone stuff and <laughs> attacking the operator. Oh, don't attack the operator. And then later yeah. on, it attacks the comm line between the operator and the the drone i i don't know it's crazy i don't want to ignore your question you did ask a question so i'm like i i I went through some tough personal times for several years i'd say that like i didn't i had a a rough time for a few years and then i started to kind of rebuild some things and put things back together and um started writing and in 2016 20 2017 i started serial at midnight just to be like an outlet for whatever like it was just supposed to be a hobby but the weird thing about anything that you do now i feel like in today's social media driven world is that it can kind of take over and take a life of, of a, like take on a life of its own and that's kind of what happened with serial at midnight so like it like it's driving me now believe it or not like it's the thing that's running me so um but I've been here the whole like I've, I've, I've you know geek culture like I never really stepped away from any of that I've still been here but um yeah I hope that answers the question yeah you you've you've done some I've watched a couple of videos it's very professionally done I admire <laughs> your uh, physical media <laughs> because I've always been physical media but more so on the comic side but right. uh yeah you have quite quite the video collection and video knowledge and it's interesting that that's kind of what that's the thing that clicked with people because i started when i started it i was like how do i want to talk about i was i was talking about comics i was talking about you know um okay like music and all kinds of like traveling going to cool places like one of my first videos i went to this place called uh santa claus is it in georgia now i don't i think it's santa claus georgia and it's like a town called Santa Claus and it's tiny. And I thought that was this amazing place, but like nobody watched those. And then I do videos about like, here's what I bought. Uh, here's the DVDs I bought and that's what clicked. And so just lean into it. That's what I did. Yeah. How it many is... comics are you up to now with all that, with that physical comics collection? I just hit over 92,000. So it's encroaching on the hundred thousand. Have you had the conversation about what happens to them when you're gone? No, I don't like to think about it, to tell you the truth. He's going to be buried with them in a pyramid. I think it's going to be a Viking funeral. They'll light you on fire in the middle of all your comics, and just the whole thing goes up in a blaze. Let's let's be honest with ourselves. When Mike dies, it's almost certainly going to be because those comics fall on him. He said Daryl's oh. texting me saying he's sitting in Skype. Does anybody know how to add him? He has to click a button, right? I would think so, but I'm gonna try to uh to add him. 
guess we can invite him. Are you there? Is everybody there? We're still here. Yeah, we're here. All right, yeah, we're I'm, all good. I'm, I'm ringing I'm... him, so let's see if that works. Boop, boop, boop. Technology. I don't think we have to worry about the AI just yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, we doubly need to be afraid of the AI because it can write scripts and shoot down drones. We can't even add a person onto a Skype call after being <laughs> in lockdown for three years. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, true. I haven't done it, be more than three people, though, ever. Uh, I was going to say, Cunningham's probably the only person who hasn't been on a Zoom call for work, so... <laughs> I haven't. I have too, but not not through my personal computer. We have like so many different video things. I can't remember which buttons are on which program. Is it like Skype or WebEx or Teams <laughs> or Zoom? I just get lost. It's, uh, it's I just know how to make my OnlyFans work. We should be able to hold on. Ooh. One group member not on call. Daryl, just get on the call. Yes. <laughs> he's saying he's unavailable. Yeah, because he's on the call. Yeah. Like it says seven of eight are on the call, and the only one who's not is Daryl. Yep. That that's that's technology and that's Daryl. Leave it to Daryl. I told that drunk ass better be but ready. When I joined <laughs> when I joined the call at first, I couldn't hear anything. I just got out and came back in and it was fine. Green button, green button. Well, let's let's. I'm gonna. I dialed him out again. Let's see if it works. Are you but, gonna uh, edit? Him? Oh, no. Oh no, this is great. <laughs> well, if anybody has a recorder, by the way, please please hit record. Oh, whoops. Yeah, just in case. It was like you're not recording. <laughs> I, I said <laughs> I'm here. I am recording. <laughs> I just don't know if. Uh, is he uh, in the wrong chat? There's two chat chats going. Is he in the wrong chat? He might be. Oh, there he is. I there see him. Hey. hey. I was on time. Your stupid Skype did that. You're probably in the wrong chat if you didn't see anybody there. How many? Ch why you got so many goddamn chats? Because up? I had some technical <laughs> difficulties. <laughs> what the hell? I thought I knew your drunk ass wouldn't make it. I was on time if you had no. gotten one chat up and called me <laughs> all right so Dar daryl daryl just joined us uh heath just uh congratulated us and introduced himself so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go uh to uh, uh luke how are you doing luke or i like to think of dr bananas every time i think of luke doing all right um how's the scurvy getting um, <laughs> i'm scurvy free i'm getting ready for heroes con in Less than two weeks. Hooray. Um, it's super convenient living here. I don't have to worry about hotels or flights or anything like that. Um, yeah, things have been, I don't know. I think the last time we actually spoke was literally like the day everything started getting locked down before uh, during COVID. Oh, you caused it. He admits yeah. it finally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never denied it. I'm tired. <laughs> The first yeah, page no, next. I've, I've been admitting it for years. Uh, since then, uh, let's see. Mostly been writing horror stories and uh, building Lego on live streams and uh, 
Yeah, and then just watching, you know, watching a lot of TV, reading a lot of books. What are you like What that. are you building Lego on live stream? I haven't seen yeah, this. Yeah, what is that? I have an I have an Instagram account for for Lego, and so me and a few friends, uh, every like once or twice a month, we uh, live stream Lego buildings. What oh. do you What do you build? Um, sometimes I build just I, I sometimes I buy I build uh, new sets that I buy at the store. Other times I just build stuff uh, with pieces I got lying around. Ah. You got, have you got a Dr. Bananas yet, Lego? I do not. I could probably make one fairly easily, but I do not have one right now. <laughs> that was my favorite of Luke's works is Dr. Bananas. Well, I, I reordered some for here. I just got them yesterday. No thanks to the post office. Um, but uh, the, So it'll be like the first time I had it's back in print in like a year or two. Well, there you go. Now you've turned into a writer. You're writing in like uh, anthology magazines. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, mostly horror and crime, a little bit of other stuff too. Done some western, uh, right? Yeah, I published a western magazine. Um, I, uh, I haven't had any, I haven't had sold anything new in a while, but uh, you know, I had a, a small mental breakdown last summer, so I was doing a little bit of personal repair since then. Um, but I'm back writing, so I'm doing good. Well, that's good. Micah, how you been? I'm good. Oh, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, well, so yeah, like was mentioned, I went to Japan for a year and then I came back. And then it turns out, though, that um, I had been basically, as some of you know, I was working full time and then I was going to school basically full time for a couple of years. And then um, I stopped doing that, and I didn't know how to, like, manage myself at all as a human being without, like, the crushing weight of having something to do every hour of my day. And then, so I didn't have a job. I had a hard time finding a job. Um, and so I needed to, like, pull out, but I also wasn't good at talking about it, so I just stopped doing stuff. Um, but eventually... Uh, things turned around. I got a job uh, totally out of my field. I work in finance now, which is not what I ever envisioned for myself, but nepotism is great. And so I work in finance um, and uh, I am basically off social media. I keep trying to get back into social media and then I just forget. Once you stop posting, it's hard to become a poster again. Uh, I just feel like I don't have, I don't have the muscles built up anymore for how to like just rip the takes off periodically. Yeah. It's like, I'll read a, I'll read a comic and I'll be like, all right, I have an opinion on it. And then I try to like type something and I'm like, well, that was boring and useless actually. So um, it's like, wow, I read, what was the actual name of the last like dark crisis thingy or whatever? Dark crisis. Dark crisis. It was dark crisis. And then it was dark crisis on all Infinite the Earths. Yeah. 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 More, more title. Whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm going to say something about this. And then it turned out I didn't have anything to say about it. <laughs> it was like, that, ha that, that happened. That was, that he just right. freed himself from the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, well, that's how that works, huh? So, yeah, basically, uh, I am offline. I try to get, like I said, I try to be online more. And then I, I post like three times on Twitter. And then I just get off again for a month at a time because I forget it's there. Uh, I took it off my phone 
Most but of you the, you are on Snapchat life. because I, I do. Oh yes, I'm absolutely on Snapchat. I, I, I do occasionally. Barb Barb tells me, look what Micah and Claire posted. So I <laughs> I, yeah, I do keep uh, I do see still. I do see pictures of you guys occasionally yeah. because Barb lets me know. <laughs> right. Yeah. So like I'm doing that. Things are good. Uh, honestly, things are really good. We bought a house. Yeah. Yes. Nice. Yeah. So we have this house. And everything is wonderful, except it's a, it was built in the 60s, and it wasn't, like, super well-maintained. So, like, every few months, something fun happens, and I get to learn how to be, like, a handyman. How to I get to learn. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can, I can do Home really low-level plumbing. I can do really low-level electrical work, though. I don't like oh. electricity. I'm not oh. into it at all. Because every time I, like, you go to some, like, old forum from, like, like the early 90s and so it's still somehow running full of old electricians and they're like yeah all you have to do is replace these three things but be careful look i lost the use of two of my fingers when i tried to do it myself and i was like i could just pay someone to do that <laughs> then you're black lightning there you <laughs> go yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly hey Mike, yeah look in charlotte uh, yeah i'm still here i am still here i'm off i am off uh on the west side now so we used to live man we've lived everywhere i used to live in university mm-hmm. um and then we moved down off central avenue and that was great that was a really good location to be in and here's the killer part our rent when we moved down there was 770 a month wow we're two bedroom one and a half bathroom townhouse that's and then over the course, yes yes incredible wow. but then over the course of like three years it went from 770 to a thousand we were like all right time to go yeah. yeah. So that's when we bought our house. Um, I'm I'm, uh, I'm seeing that in the the storage unit cost. It seems oh like every, goodness, every yeah. year it's going up a a hundred bucks, and they it's know like, my old ass doesn't jumps. want to move to another storage uh-huh. unit, so they're yeah. like, they got me. <laughs> mhm. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we lucked out with this house, honestly, because we, I mean, everyone knows the stories of house hunting in the pandemic, right? You go to you go someplace. Um, like, oh, this house is wonderful. How much is it? Oh, I can afford this house. And you go to put a bid on it, and your your real estate agent is like, listen, it's a hot market. You got to bid over the price. We're like, cool. We'll go 30K over. Who can top that? And someone came in 50K over with cash. And I'm mm-hmm. like, ah. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy what the COVID did to the housing market. Oh, it, yeah. It just went up, like, ridiculous. Like, we're talking yeah. about a $200,000 home went to 300000 Just like... Right. They harassed me every, like, when when all that started happening. Like, the way they hit you as a homeowner, they harass you daily. Mm-hmm. They find your phone number. They call you. They text you. They write you they send you letters they come to your house like it, it is insane just yeah. waiting for somebody to be going broke and then they buy right. the house and then they... like, we bought the house and immediately yeah. people were like hey do you want to sell it and I was like, uh, yeah. oh yeah, no, yeah i crazy. like li- i just got this exactly <laughs> Leave me alone. well now yeah. now it is 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 starting to drop um yes so mm-hmm. so it is interesting because before I I would see a sign for sale and then it would be gone the next day or like within yeah. three days. Now yeah. there it's weeks, like you know two to three weeks. But it, mm-hmm. but it's it's at least calmed down. I mean it, it just went. It's weird how I mean what COVID did to comics too. The prices went astronomical and now they're starting to come down again. 
But yeah, it's, it was crazy. Keith Knudsen. Hello. Hey. hey. <laughs> it's good to What's talk up, to you again, man. Hell yeah. We um, I just looked. The last time I was on Skype was like 2021. Wow. So it's uh, been a couple of years since, uh, I guess, DC Noise. Uh... Did that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Mike don't never want to record. We try to a triumphant record, return. Right? I, 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 I'll try to make time. It's just that in my old age, it seems like time. I don't know if it's for you guys. Well, it's if you stop mowing faster. your lawn. No, it's going by faster. Time is, time is fake, and it's absolutely <laughs> crushing us. We are all being submerged under the weight of heavy time. It yeah, is. Big, big time is coming for us. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, True Detective. I just wait to die. <laughs> I just sit in my backyard and just wait to die. Claim me. The days are long, the but the years are short. Do, it's it's worse. It's true. Do you still have the train, Keith? Yes, and damn it, one didn't go by right before I came on. So, oh <laughs> man, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe a little surprise. I had this great joke about in vogue, but y'all never gonna get it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> terrible. But um, but um, bump. Yeah, I, nothing has changed. Uh, the pandemic came and went. I worked through the whole damn thing. I felt a little robbed at first, like, hey, where's my break? But then I was like. Be thankful you have a job. Well, you're in the healthcare, so the the COVID, you know, the COVID was. They're not going to. Oh, let it you, ramped it up. They're not going to let you take. No you're not going yeah. to take any time get in there. I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> Literally, you got to deliver yeah. the oxygen, man. Get it out there. So. People were just ordering oxygen because they were dying of COVID. It was like y'all don't even need this. Yeah, my neighbor was in his 30s, and uh, and he got COVID, and he was carrying an oxygen tank. He got bad. Damn. But I tell you one of the funny well it's not it's the it's it was probably pretty bad whatever but um all of our technicians refused for whatever reason to get their um shots or whatever mm-hmm. and um they all got it one by one you know young strapping lads or whatever so I guess most of them got through all right it's but I was big like, swarmer that's what it is I was yeah. like y'all are killing me man yeah don't bring that shit in the office yeah you should have made but, them wear uh, suits instead <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you want to put on your uh, your uh, Intel suit to come to Damn. work. Yeah, crazy times. But yeah, like I said, nothing's really changed for me. I don't have any books or anything. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got no rid podcast, of no, uh, you. You got videos. rid of most of your collection. Is that true? Almost everything, or if not uh, everything? No, I mean I still have the ones that I liked. I didn't get, but I got rid of. I think what was it? Eleven. Long boxes. Yeah. Like, oh. He gave me uh, 800 bucks, I think. And so. then you found out that one of those books was worth $800. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> During the COVID. <laughs> so that guy uh, made his money. Yeah. Uh, I still read, uh, but I just do it uh, through the uh, library. I get stuff, you know. Yeah, you read Dark Crisis People sleep and you on... had nothing to say about it, right? <laughs> no, I, I haven't read that. <laughs> People sleep on the library, but they they have uh, trades come in there constantly. I That's how I read everything. I hate it. They work there. <laughs> Cuttingham, yeah, how have you guy. been? Oh, you know, I've been keeping myself busy. Got uh, I'm, right now. I'm in my uh, bathroom. Getting st- yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> getting stuff ready for Heroes Con for this year. Making. Some last-minute product. 
So I'm going to have a new book out there this year, as long as the as well as the other ones. I have the uh, the prose book as well, and um, going to be starting up a new pot. Well, I have we have started recording, but the first episode hasn't dropped yet of a new podcast that's going to be on the Deliberate Noise Network. It's basically. It's me and Christian again. It's kind of like Cinerama 2.0, but we're de- dealing specifically with like B movies, and it's uh, called Schlock and Roll. Ah, bring right. it on! Bring the Schlock and Roll. What's your Schlock? Um, but beyond that, I'm just yeah. Can we shout out Derek really quick. Yeah, please. Is, Thank uh, you. Yeah, there you are. I tried to get him. I tried to get him on the show, but he couldn't make it. Man of mystery. Yes. But he, he's he's made the Deliberate Noise Network, and he's let us podcast on it for years. So it and he has really always helpful thanks. too. Right, yeah. and always helpful. A matter of fact, he takes care of all the technical problems. We run into him a lot, believe it or not. Like. Oh, the RSS is down, or something died because of a update, and he he takes care of all that behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, he does all of it. He does all the hard work. Thank you, thank you, Heath. (laughs) Yeah, he's. I I have such admiration for that man. He has done uh, a lot for the comics community, the podcast community. He's he's a great guy. Bill, are you still there? To, <laughs> just have to figure out how to join a call on a Skype. Yeah. <clears throat> and he, he always promises he'll be at a show one day. Oh, no, he has. We, he we, has. We, we have met, we've, we've met him at two shows. Matter yeah. of fact, I, I'm not 100% sure this is true, but I think he was at that very first show, either that or the second one. He just had a like a bout of gout or something that. Weekend. Oh yeah, he was yeah. So, so he, he 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 did show up. We had we met him at a sports bar on like a Friday night, and then we only saw him like on a Sunday because he he kind of stayed in on a Saturday. But then he went back years later, uh, and we saw we we, we met up with him. A couple of us did. Micah, I think, at, was there. You saw him at you, Heroes. Bill? Yeah, yeah, you saw him at yep. Heroes. I think it was like the last Heroes before the pandemic. Yeah, it was yeah. 19. We had breakfast, wasn't that? I think that was one of the times. I don't remember having breakfast. You're asking a lot right now. We had breakfast. We had a lot of big breakfasts, Daryl. So I don't remember everybody. Yeah, was, we had a lot. We did have a lot. We had breakfast. a family of like 12 sometimes at those breakfasts. The, yes. the best breakfast, though, is where I went with Keith and Daryl to, to Pennsylvania, <laughs> to Pennsylvania. And you ate those innards, Keith? That, that, scrapple. That scrapple. Well, first his oh, jeans were so tight ways. that he couldn't put them on. That was first. Oh, yeah, that was, Hell, I don't that, even wear jeans anymore. Was that <laughs> at, um, so tight. That, that, that was so funny, man, because Keith – <laughs> had to get on the bed to pull up his pants. <laughs> because I'd like, I came through the, the door. Why did you, why did you have his, his yeah. Jordash? Jordash yeah. jeans, man. They were tight. Well, I tell you to be a sexy model. 
Yeah, he tells me, can you hold my key? And it's an electric key because he can't fit that flat key for the hotel room in his pants. And it's gotten worse, too, because that's another thing, uh, the pandemic. I was I was going to the gym every day, and then that shut it down. So I just sit in the office every, all day and eat lunch. Don't even walk around the building. Like, Did you have to hide behind a gas station dumpster and eat your burrito? <laughs> Eating your breakfast burritos. <laughs> Are your gas station antics out there because you have to eat dirt? And someone threw away the the uh, the uh, microwave at work. I was like, oh, it worked whoa. perfectly, so I had to go buy my own. Now I got my microwave in my office. Damn. <laughs> I ain't even go. got to go to the break room anymore. <laughs> Damn. Pretty soon That's I'm going to put it Bedside commodes there, there, and they won't even leave the office. <laughs> that that that's what the company wants. Yeah, that's what they want. Set up a bed in the in the warehouse. Damn. <laughs> what was Start that walking place? around like the what, whale. What was that place called in Pennsylvania? That that Shady Maple. Shady yeah. Maple. Oh my oh, god. That place was so good. That was one of the best times I had at a convention like e- eating. Like that was just like I wanted incredible. to marry the Amish. It was so good. <laughs> I never thought I'd ever go back there again, but Michelle had some uh, work related stuff in Lancaster oh, or yeah. somewhere up there that way and so we went by there a couple years ago. Oh. Gosh. Again, and I was like, oh. "That's right, that's the mecca." <laughs> I was yeah. like, "Well, we're going over here, but we're, we got to stop by here first, Michelle. You're not going." That's right. Sorry, right. pass out down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Daryl, have you been? I, I I know I talk to you every week, pretty much in the background. I'll pretend I don't know you. First time <laughs> caller, long time <laughs> listener. I, uh, let me see what and I don't, I don't have a book out or anything. I don't write. You got podcasts. This is I have less podcasts, but I have them. I still do that. Sometimes I threaten to podcast every now and again. Uh, what else? Uh, I got a dog. Yes. Davy. I got a dog in the last couple of years. I got a 80 pound pit bull. Spoil there you rotten. go. Spoil rotten. Big baby, big baby that he is. I enjoy doing that. Um, let me see. I lost a ton of weight. There you go. Stuff. Through alcohol, you're going to drink through, all the time. Through alcohol and cocaine. I <laughs> <laughs> Living that clean lifestyle. I did. That's it. Spaghetti, cocaine, and alcohol. That's steady, steady. It's hard to now. snort those spaghetti noodles straight up the nose. But oh. But I try. I do the best I can. That's more expensive than Weight Watchers, right? Oh, you know it. You know it. No, he made me walk. This dog has got so much energy that he makes me walk him like two miles in the morning and two miles in the afternoon. You're lucky you didn't. My Hmm? pet bull pulled my arm out of its socket. I used to walk two of them at the same time. That's because you're crazy. Yeah. It's hard (laughs) enough to walk one of them. Well, Harley would pull too. Like... She would do like a mile in like no time because she was pulling. Now, yeah. now it takes us about like an hour to do a mile, a little over a mile because she goes at her own pace. She's an old lady, and uh, yeah. 
Gotta sniff no, I gotta I gotta hold them with the two just the one. I gotta hold them with the, the two leash thing. I have the, the harness and the two leash. Yeah. How's Barb was right. She was like, You're gonna need one of those. So, I probably should have used one. I never did. Oh, I love it. I, I think I, I think that's probably why my arms were a mess. <laughs> this is why I can still use my arms. Yeah, that's so, what that's the Yeah, so they're great. Those things are uh, the best things to use, man. Well, and I'm still lo-fi. I read comics, but I'm lo-fi. It's not lo-fi like Keith, though. Keith is... No, the other lo-fi. Yeah. Lo-fi paper. Yeah, lo-fi <laughs> and no paper. No paper in my house. Yeah, he's, uh, you're not lo-fi, though. Oh, shit. That's hi-fi. That's he's hi-fi. Hi-fi. He's I, hi-fi. I, yeah, any paper covered in my house, I, I put in a shredder, so no comics. So Daryl is the opposite of physical media, so like... Yes. He, he wants everything in just electronically yes put it on my phone my tablet or my computer (laughs) or else you don't want it right it's taking up space yeah i don't want nothing taking up space i'm trying to eliminate space in my house i need less space i have a dog takes up most of my space you take my couch my bed i I can't have stuff taking up space in my house i can't do all that yeah i like how your dog likes to go to the blinds it looks oh, like yeah. he's, he's gonna rip he's him down. He's an old man. He's yeah. an old man like I am. He goes in the blind and he yells at people outside yeah. if they come to play. Get That's off of my like. yard! <laughs> Get he off hates when lawn. people run. He doesn't yeah. like kids when they ride bikes. Yeah. Like oh, like my dogs hate, hate the bikes. He yeah, used to hate like the it. bike. Now she doesn't even. She, Harley's deaf. Did Barb, did Barb tell you? Yeah. She, she can't hear the bikes anymore, so she doesn't bark at them because she doesn't even know they're coming. That's why she can relax. Yeah. That's why she can yeah. be calm and relaxed. Because yep. you know how alert they are at all times. Everything with yep. them. Is... Well, I say I say the best for last, Bill Bomer. <laughs> because your podcast he, wife. He is my podcast wife, and he yeah. is he is truly my like kind of my best friend. I mean, we we're God brothers just from just another mother. Just because we talk for five hours. <laughs> yeah. We don't have. We only have four hundred episodes. (laughs) We ignore our wives for five hours. Wives and children. You ignore your wives and children. Yeah, Mike. Mike likes boobs in a book, but Bill likes penis. (laughs) I do like penis in a book. And Dean, Gronks and And crackers. (laughs) Gronks. So Bill, what have I been up to? Yeah. In the last couple weeks. This talk. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. You already know what I do. Pretend we don't do listen. Do. You gotta tell <laughs> Then I can tell you if you're lying or not, because I know the truth. <laughs> Story time. Story Let's time. See. So you grew up in Canada. Is... <laughs> the liquor. Is... Oh yeah. Oh, you want me to First start lie. at the beginning? Yes. First so lie. I was <laughs> what Canada. I was yeah. born. Actually, I wasn't born in Canada. Hey. So that's a lie right off the bat. I told you. I <laughs> no, so that's I, truth. Look, I can't get into all the details. I listen to the podcast. <laughs> I know what you're doing. I know what's going on. It's all a mystery. Well, how do you feel about 400, Bill? I feel okay. So, 
with respect <laughs> he to my felt emotionless. <laughs> Can I say? Listen, let me let me just say this in, in honor of Bill. Let me let me say this in the honor of Bill. I love every every episode you do this. You ask Bill a question and then he pauses at you and then hits you with the answer. Like he always pulls <laughs> back. He's like, "Well," and then he just hits you with answer after that so i have to frame my answer correctly i know <laughs> but his answer always involves dicks for some reason <laughs> exactly <laughs> well what time is it well dicks dicks <laughs> and then it goes it's dick time <laughs> what was the podcast y'all had it was keith luke and bill uh, and who? Alan? Wasn't there Bill was... on it? And what was it called? Oh, it was Ryan. It was the trip. Ryan, the trip. That's yeah. what it was. I'm sorry. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that Ryan's now a tattoo artist in Ohio, wherever he lives. Oh, wow. Yeah. He was. He did art for his church, and now he's doing tattoos. I think he still works for the church. He just also he do does tattoos, tattoos in church? He does religious tattoos. Yeah. Wow. Kind of like Kingpin, where uh, he got a tattoo on his back. If you've seen oh. that movie. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Exclusively, Ryan exclusively does Jesus tattoos on people's backs. Tramp stamps. Full, full, full back, full back. <laughs> oh, full back. No regrets. No regrets. That's, that's one of Barb's favorite movies. I think she's seen it more than any other movie. Even Armageddon? Yeah, even Armageddon. Wow. <laughs> she, she, watches, she almost watches that <laughs> weekly. Both that, of you, you watch that every day. Yeah, I do it as background, though. It's different. I'm usually bagging and boarding comics. So, so Bill, you, that was a long pause when to the question. Yeah, what, Bill, <laughs> answer the question, Bill. <laughs> what, what was the question? I don't remember what the question was now. You're on. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. How do you feel no about 400 episodes? Are you? I are you I not believe a I've answered the question, spy. Your Honor. Answer the question. Canadian spy. Yeah. Looking <laughs> for the French. I cannot confirm nor deny. When does the liquor come out? How, you could be there with Luke and Cunningham. The liquor. So my problem with the liquor is I can't figure out how to do the production side of it. You've done the you production mean? before, though I thought with the uh, with your sons and your comic. That, that's that's true. <laughs> so like... <laughs> that's true. So I, I have done it. So you, the problem is you're too you're old lying. and you oh, forgot so, <laughs> that I so believe I forgot I what I did last time. As we get older, it's going, man. You answered your own question. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> Can't remember what I did last. And time. this is Bill doing a well thought out answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. It's complicated. But there's uh, that. There's that, and I guess there's there's also the fear of failure. We've already failed. What are you talking about? We got like a couple grand into these comics and they're not even out yet. That's total failure. 
That's true. If I'm starting from a point of failure, then <laughs> I can't cannot, fail any you further. You can only go <laughs> up. Oh, if, you, if you sell me, one yeah. copy, you've, you've at least done better, right? <laughs> I'll buy a copy. That's one. <laughs> there you that's, go. That's, which is more success than I have now. Yeah. <laughs> that's the way my comic is, except I can't. I'm too lazy. I'm a lazy podcaster. I'm a lazy. <laughs> I have all the art done, every page there. It's all written. I just have to get some letters and decide if I'm my only My it. goal is to be one step ahead of you, and you haven't pro- progressed at all. And that's so not I, hard, I right? <laughs> so just call it the Procrastination Podcast and talk about your progress every Well, year. that's a good name, Procrastination <laughs> yeah. Comics. There you go. There you go. go. Your guys' comics gonna be the talk of the rest home. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, that's when they'll come out. First episode. Why we haven't put out these comics yet? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we'll go like this. Uh, well, you want to talk about this? Uh, you later's better. Okay. (laughs) See you next week. (laughs) Do it tomorrow. So let's let's talk physical media. Daryl, why do you hate it so much? It gets in my way. I don't Have like you seen it. how many videos Heath has? Oh my god. Yeah, but you know what? I am digital with my comics now and I freaking... see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I see that wall behind you and man, there is single like every single movie that's almost ever come out. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a problem to be honest. And that wall, this that wall that you see behind me, it's on two other. It's on the left and the right wall too. So it's three yeah. of the four walls. It's just a lot of work. I can't do all that uh, work, man. Dragging and boring. Do that? you know? Do you know Mike Pindell? Or have you heard of his name? He's the comic book attic. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he's got a video like he, if you ever seen his basement, it looks like a block like a. Not quite a blockbuster, but like one of the smaller video where he's got all the lights and everything. So it looks oh, he's like the one, he's the one who did the actual. Yeah. yeah tried to recreate a blockbuster. Oh he tried. He tried to yeah. recreate that in his basement, and nope. um, yeah, it, it's it's, awesome. it's pretty incredible. <laughs> it's pretty incredible what he did with it. It it he actually bought like lighting that like you would see in a video store, and it, it looks it looks amazing. I think that's what a lot of us are doing is chasing the glory days of the video store because we miss it. Yeah. But but you you made a good point recently, and, and I I've seen this like I, I I've I've seen them edit stuff out of movies like oh, if streaming? if you if you go to the di- streaming like big pieces that I want to see they're like gone they're they're not yeah. no longer there. I was for a while very much committed to going entirely to digital for for movies because so much was available on streaming, but now it's going the other way. You have companies pulling stuff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I guess I better make sure I get a physical copy of what I really want. And then uh, so what I've started doing is I get like a really nice edition of it. See, I think the reason why I don't panic with that is that even if it's a movie I really want and can't get anymore digitally, it's still so available. Like, there's no such thing as it's gone and you just can't go on Amazon and just buy it. Kind of go to YouTube. Or physically. Well, I mean physically. Like, if I really if if they're taking something off or whatever and I can't get access to it, it's something I like to watch a lot. 
I could still just go on Amazon and just order it. And order it, yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah. not true because a lot of the DVDs go out, out of print. print and then yeah, they're they, like go up ridiculously in value. Which one? I mean, Name me something that went out of went went just disappeared. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pass this one to Heath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the prisoner. I, I can answer this one. I mean, there's like I like to watch like like I like to watch a lot of uh, horror movies from like Korea and Japan and stuff like that. And there are some of those so you can't even you can't even buy physical copies of on Amazon. Oh, well, that's a different yeah, that's a whole different animal though. That yeah, that's a that's a different animal. If you're buying anything from any any films from from another country, then automatically no, I mean, they're, they're, they're you have to worry of, about it. They were yeah. they had a Amer- like region one or whatever it's called re- yeah. released. They mm-hmm. just yeah. Yeah, that can disappear. Like that. Yeah, certainly they're not going to be like the big blockbuster stuff. Right. Oh no, it's like smaller stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or old stuff that no one cares about. It all comes back in print eventually, in my opinion. Because I'm seeing maybe not in America, but somebody's going to put it out, and it's going to be like I I do review stuff for like Australian companies and British companies and stuff, and they're putting out stuff I've never even heard of, and I'm like, what is this? And it's like with commentaries like here's a copy of the script and i'm like this movie has uh, all these features on it but and you know they'll sell they'll sell 1500 of them and they're happy so it's an interesting time because all these companies just want to make as much money as they can off of whatever they have access to and some of the smaller mm-hmm. companies are licensing things that you mm-hmm. can't even believe you're like what Company like, like yeah. vinegar syndrome and stuff Vinegar Syndrome has made their living off of like the bottom shelf of the VHS days. You know, they're just like, here's this crappy movie with six audio commentaries. And I'm like, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> I love how, like, when Mystery Science Theater 3000 started, everyone was licensing their movies to them because, like, oh, hey, somebody actually wants to show them. And then they realized they were getting riffed on. So they got all mm-hmm. got all offended and like they withdrew it. <laughs> but now they realize now because Mystery Science Theater is so popular, like especially with the with the revival, that they're like those same people are now like licensing their movies to them again. Like they made a Gamera riff for the first time in like thirty years this last past year. It's free advertising. Oh yeah, it's just free advertising. Same thing with music. Like you know this thing that wasn't even a hit. Somebody starts to talk about it online or something. Even if they're making fun of it, people will yeah. start buying it if they can get access to it. Just cause, just you like cho- it just like Chocolate Rain. That song was that's, bad. Right? Best song ever done. Yeah. <laughs> and then it became like an internet hit, right? Yeah. Chocolate Some Rain. <laughs> it made so much money, he stopped wanting to do it. <laughs> Uh, he once heard Mike Myers sing it. He's like, who can compare? Yeah, I can't yeah, that's beat right. that. Can't yeah. beat my voice. No I mean, I've seen him do karaoke. Yeah. I did karaoke for the first time this week. Yeah, nice. I saw you. You did the Killers. Yeah. I did. I, t- I I did the Divinals. I touched myself at one of the Heroes Cons. <laughs> you did. You literally touched yourself. Yeah, I did. I, I think. Yeah. Who was there? Were you there, Luke? It was you, me, Cuttingham, um, I was there. Melanie, Keith, <coughs> Keith Knutson uh, was there. Yep. I have a video of that somewhere. Ryan was oh, there. Ryan That's was how there I know. Yeah. yeah, Ryan was there. The yeah. 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 Um, yeah, Ryan, yeah, Ryan was really good with the Humpty Dance. 
Yeah. And then, Mike, you were singing the Divinals, and then, like, you just segued into Friday for some yeah. reason. Yeah. I, I, that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was a big hit at the time. <laughs> Controversial hit, right? But will I sit in the back seat? Will I sit in the front seat? <laughs> yeah, that bar was across the street from Hero's old location. Mm-hmm. And now that bar is gone. Yep. And where Heroes used to be is now a Starbucks. Yep. And the Heroes store is uh, on the same block just behind it in what their old office used to be. Well, that, mm-hmm. this just goes to show they saw Mike's karaoke and they were like, okay, we can't top it. We're closing up shop. <laughs> Shut it you down. know who kicked ass was Micah. He did Red Hot Chili Peppers. That's. It's not. It's hard to do Red Hot Chili Peppers because he sure is. So, he sort of rhyme fast, like he, he, he sure sort of does. does it fast. And Micah pulled <laughs> it off. Like I was like, "How do you do that, man?" <laughs> that was pretty amazing, Micah. I mean, karaoke is fun, especially when you think you know the words to a song, and, and you, you get up there <laughs> and you read, and you're like, "Is that what he says?" <laughs> There was a song that it kept going, oh, 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 oh. And I didn't know it was like four choruses of oh, oh. And I ran out It's like that Lennon song about the Lennon. I always thought it was about clothes, and it's not Lennon. <laughs> I ain't talking about the Lennon. Yeah. I, I, I've always had bad words coming out of my mouth because I didn't know the lyrics. Soup and salad bar. Got a potty mouth. <laughs> potty mouth. Potty mouth. I killed it on the Avril Lavigne song. All my white coworkers were like, how does he know that word? All the words <laughs> on that song. <laughs> you guys look like you were in a karaoke booth. Were you in one? We what? were. We went to K-Town, which is the Korean area of, of Manhattan. And in there was... You know, they had the the booth. We were the only people there that Thursday night. Yeah, we were the only people there. Only thing bad was that the air conditioning wasn't working and the fan fan was not exactly doing much. And all of us in that one room got hot. I bet. And, you know, when I sing, I leave it all on the stage. So I was just like, I had sweat towels and I was just, you know. (laughs) The con sweat towel. Oh, my God. You got to have it. We yeah. we did that. Other people do that now because of us. That's right. Okay. We started the con sweat towel. DC Noise started the con sweat towel. All right. That's because we didn't realize how humid it is in North Carolina. Exactly. <laughs> for, for somebody out west, it's like, what what is this shit, man? <laughs> I can't breathe. It's too hot. Why Welcome am I wet? I just yeah, I just walked out the door and I'm wet already. What the hell? I'm happened? saying, and not in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Heath, well, are you still in uh, Alabama? Yes, I am. Okay. God. Still here. Same, same same location or? Um no, no, we've moved a couple of times okay. since. One step ahead of the law. Yeah. I to go visit James in Texas several years ago. Oh, he came to he came here. He oh, was he came through, there. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was coming through Birmingham, Alabama, and I, I went to go meet him. So we got to see each other. I still keep in touch with him too. That's cool. Is he still doing his savant, or is that? That's no. He 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 stopped. Stopped. Okay. He talks about you know picking it back up again, but. 
I, I, you know, I think once you stop, it's hard to get back into it. Well, it you, is because you realize how much time you have. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's why I don't also stop. Routine. If you're in a routine and stick with it, then mm-hmm. you're more likely to continue. True that. But you know, he did it for like 15 years or something. That was a crazy long amount. Of, I mean, like this here, but that's they, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it by himself too. You know, like all the like just consistently. So I don't know. He may have burned out a little bit on it, but. Yeah, doing it yourself would be brutal for that to be consistent because it's so easy to just say, eh, I don't feel like doing it today. I think you eventually run out of things to say, too. You, I mean, you have the same opinion. Like, your your opinions do change over time, but, I mean, you only have so much to say about, like, you know, like how many times can you talk about Secret Wars or, or, like, I mean, I don't know. I think maybe not a little bit. All right, so people get on uh, Serial by Midnight quick before it... Uh... <laughs> Before he runs out of things to say. (laughs) There's a lot of videos, though. (laughs) Over a thousand. So comic-wise, what is anybody like totally out of comics or not reading current comics or just reading old stuff? How's what's everybody doing in comic world? I'm on the uh, the apps with that, so I'm always three three months behind on Marvel. uh, Marvel and one month behind on DC. And, and then it, sometimes I'll buy like image or whatever on Comixology. I do trades exclusively. So you're still, still physical trades or digital trades? Yeah, uh, physical trades. I'm uh, still reading physically, but I only go to the store like once every other week now instead of once a week. I'm only reading like half of what I used to read and it's mostly DC now, but I did start like, like I did uh, fall back in love with manga. So I've been uh, starting to read a lot of that again. Well, that's cool. Keith, what are you, you doing mostly library or what you, what are you doing? Pretty much. Yeah. I, um, I'm totally out of anything current. And so I'll just go periodically and pick up a trade. And I read a, a lot of more um, Grant Morrison's latest uh, uh, Green Arrow stuff. I say latest. I don't know. Green Lantern, you mean? You mean Green Lantern? I'm Green Lantern. Green, yeah, Arrow. Green Lantern. Uh, Wait, you must be really ahead in the future if you read his Green <laughs> Arrow stuff. <laughs> no, I'm impressed. Even yeah. T- that, time right? is moving fast for you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And um, I'm currently I'm reading a, a, I guess a compendium of the um, Rick and Morty versus D and D, so that's pretty fun. Well, fun you like stuff. the D and D, so there you go. Yeah. So he's you know whoever you know the creators of this whatever they're putting a lot of Easter eggs in there for people have been doing it old school, new school, all that stuff. So who is the guy you used to always talk about that had the midget vampire and the Driz Doerden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're making, they have action figures of him now, Hasbro. I've got one of them. Another one's like a pre order. Well, I I uh, see them sometimes resoliciting collections on Titan Comics. And every time I think of, every time I see that guy, I think of you. (laughs) Yeah, I've got got Driz all all over my desk. Driz all over you, I'm sure. At at work. But yeah, uh, so yeah, that's about it. Uh, sometimes I pull out old um, books, and I have books obviously that I haven't read, so I, I read those too when I get to, you know. 
like you say, it sets the mood. You 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 got to be in the mood for certain things. So right now it's um you know cartoony stuff, and then I'll get back into something more deep. Micah, is anything floating your boat? We know Dark Crisis wasn't. <laughs> um, uh, I think the only book that I'm like keeping up with weekly right now is I Hate This Place. Oh, um, yeah, that's monthly, a good one. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, what I do is I I end up taking like I got really into Vault Comics. Yeah. Uh, some point in time last year, I think. So I mostly go through the library, um, but occasionally I'll just browse around to see what people are talking about and then i'll dive in mostly on the like i read i mean i still read a lot of uh marvel and dc stuff in trade because the library that's what the bulk of what the library gets is Mm -hmm. so i keep up fairly well um and then i buy hard covers of cool stuff i see like i'm i have that poison ivy coming in oh that's uh, cool yeah, that so one. I, so I that the, one was a success story, like Swamp Thing, yeah, where they actually were six issues and they extended. Mm-hmm. So that, that's very rare yeah. in comics these days. But sure. they made they they realized they were profitable on that and kept on going. They did that with Green yeah. Arrow too. Yeah, with Josh Williamson. It was supposed mm-hmm. to be a certain amount of issues, and then they extended it already before the first issue came out. Yeah, and as Ram V Swamp Thing, they did it too. It yeah, yeah. past. Uh, it's Love yeah uh but yeah i like um i still like comics they're so good they still make good stuff every time i think of I, you mike i think of dimes all day and you walk you walking like a mile carrying that long box like i don't i don't know i don't know any anybody that can do that most of i finally got rid of most of those um but you're you're pretty strong that was a mile i I could never in my prime carry a long box a mile Mm -hmm. like i've been told i can't do that anymore Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, i'm not allowed to on sunday go collect 300 books in one long box and then chuck it along anywhere anymore just and then have to read all of them well they i was there at the con when micah was putting this box together and he i he he filled one long box with two long boxes of comics oh because they think they, they gave him a deal they said i'll give you this for one long box and so he man that thing was stuffed i mean the yeah they said were... fill the long box up and you can take it for like 20 bucks or whatever yeah. and i was like no what done done and they so... had no cabs back then <laughs> well my car was close i live here so i was parked close enough it's a close is you know what it's a close walk when you have nothing in your hand yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and that's mm-hmm. when that, that's when that homeless guy hit up on us and you said yeah, keep what, walking because he goes what's the time, what's the time? Like, no. and, and he says keep keep walking because he doesn't really want the time no. <laughs> yeah. yeah he did not want the time he was looking for comics you got an old star trek in there let yeah. me get that i've kind of learned my lesson with those people though because i've fallen for so much like they, they were like, I just need this money to get. Because you're a good person. Well, so I have a broken. Didn't you want to run down an alley one time? That wasn't you. That was someone else. No, we that, that was Rock. Was were you there when that That's happened? That's Yes. Holy crap! Yeah. There, there was there was some alley. there was somebody getting beat up. Was this in Baltimore? I no, think it... 
It was Baltimore yes. because yeah, it was ba- Baltimore. Baltimore is scary. It's like you cross the line and you're and in this it wasn't other zone. it wasn't clear if somebody was getting beat up or not. It was no, if somebody just, was getting beat up, and we just I don't we know. just called Listen, the Rock pretend. was like, let's jump in there. We didn't know the what was scam going. with that. That's a scam too. Yeah, like people it, pretend yeah, I've, seen that, I've seen that in stories many times. They fight, you go down there going, you know, you're going to do something, and then they all turn around and and, and they're just they're getting mm-hmm. you take your money. Like, that's the scam, y'all. Yeah. I, will call, I, will, go down there. I will gladly call for help walking away. Yeah. <laughs> I call the police. Goodbye. Baltimore, you got it. Baltimore on the one side of Baltimore is pretty scary after, like, midnight. It's pretty exactly. freaky. Yeah. Uh, you just know not to go to certain spots. Yeah. You stay on the strip. If you stay on the main thing, you're fine. But once you That's cross right. it, it's all rules are, are out. Don't do it. Me and Barb did once because she hurt her ankle or something. We need to go get painkillers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy crap, we're going to get mugged. You can't even walk. And we're over out there. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's pretty Mike's crazy. like, well, good luck. And he runs. <laughs> 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 Get her first. Start running. Yeah. <laughs> you can't run. It's like zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Every man for himself. So Heath, uh, comic wise, are you still in the game or is it pretty much videos? No, I I uh, I like comics. I still read a lot of them too, but I'm not current on on much. I did recently read the Joe Fixit mini and the um, Avengers Across Time. I think was the oh, name. Oh yeah, of it. Paul Levitz. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I that love was... that. The first two so far that I've got I've read. I uh, like that. It's like his first but, Marvel work, isn't it? Like he's usually a DC guy. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Oh, he's done both. No, you talking about Alan Davis? No, Paul uh, Levitz. Oh, Paul Levitz. Paul oh, Levitz. Yeah. Paul Levitz yeah. wrote it. Alan Davis drew it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he hasn't been. Yeah, he hasn't done Marvel before. I don't think, or maybe one thing. Or, a while back, maybe. Yeah. Well, the Facebook chat just got hot. What, how yeah, what happened? Knutson just sent a photo. <laughs> well, I was there last month, and I stayed at the Lord Baltimore. He put out his Lord Baltimore. <laughs> I had to recreate the last time I was there. Same picture. Just like oh, that was the one where you went. You were just in the elevator, and several rubbers were in there. And you're like, oh my God, we left. We left there. We were like, well, at least there were no rubbers in the uh, elevator this time. <laughs> and I swear to God, we walked out, and there was one on the on the um they heard on the curb. Yeah. Outside on the street, I was like, "Is that?" And Michelle's like, "Oh my god, yep. is that what they do? They just have sex on the on the street, like well, there's, on there's the elevator like the... on the." Well, Bill knows about that. <laughs> yeah, <he's... laughs> Bill's the elevator operator. Okay. So. And yeah, so the, yeah, they had the revolving door. Maybe they get real quickie in the door going around, and I don't know. Damn, Superman style. <laughs> At least they were being safe. Yeah. That's true. How that far is, is Lord Baltimore? Was it off? Like it was pretty far away from the con, wasn't it? I would say at least what three blocks or so. Oh, just bad. three blocks. Oh, that wasn't. Because you were staying a lot farther than the rest of us. Yeah. We stayed there. Um, so- uh, this sounds past like day. a sh- sounds like a really shady part of Baltimore. <laughs> they were they were redoing like something while we were there, and um and so when we went back last month, it was a lot better, a lot nicer. But um, what were you doing in Baltimore? Just. We we went to see uh, John Anderson from Yes. Oh uh, wow! He, had, he 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 um no. I guess he got kicked off. 
the like he he left and then he never was able to come back. So he just started his own little group of uh, guys called the Band Geeks or something like that. And, was it um, Lo-Fi? It was it was Hi-Fi. He even had like you know video in the background and stuff. Oh and man! Wow, okay. He's like seventy some and still belting out like he was uh twenty. Well, that's Fancy. good. Usually you can hear their age in their voice sometimes. Yeah, I saw an interview with him and he was talking about how he just never stressed his voice out like like a lot of those like older some of those guys. guys yeah. I saw the uh, tribute for the drummer of Foo Fighters, and uh, the guy from ACDC, man, his voice was just, it was Come. really bad. But he shouts constantly. Uh, of course, constantly. we were the only people there with, without yeah. um, gray hair. Like, I mean, Michelle's like, was this a geriatric fest? <laughs> I was like, you're the one who wanted to see him? No, but uh, it was good times. But yeah, we stayed at the Lord Baltimore Lord, you like that place. You like to return <laughs> yeah, back to uh, where you're you you're comfortable with rubbers in the <laughs> elevator. You, you, and they're used rubbers too. <laughs> I don't. He I does. don't know how I feel about Keith coming on the show and gray hair shaming. Yeah, I don't uh, know because we both we both <laughs> have. Does he realize how gray <laughs> most of us have become? <laughs> I mean, I don't got that on my head because I'm bald, but I got a lot of gray hair on my beard. Oh, I got a lot of gray hair, but you don't oh, see a lot of it. Uh, yeah. We're just coming to the realization that we like to do stuff that is a lot of old people there, too. And it's like, but you are, are get, you are getting pretty old. <laughs> the realization <laughs> that a lot of old people got rubbers in the, in the, the ones doing the dirty. I don't know who did that. <laughs> wow. That's some young whippersnappers out there snapping whips. <laughs> yes. It's not the old people leaving condoms and everything. Because old people don't <laughs> yeah. use them. They don't they, need them. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you've heard about that. I'm trying to think what young couple is thinking. Let's go to Lord Baltimore and have sex in, <laughs> in the, the elevator. elevator. Go the elevator. Yeah, let's do it. Are the buttons real sticky? <laughs> <laughs> All the time. <laughs> that is the worst. That's not hand sanitizer. <laughs> it's such a pain to clean in between the. The buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Bill has to do that from time to time. Sure. Gets called I'm out sure. of maintenance. Back up on elevator five. <laughs> dripping. Just dripping. <laughs> How about food wise? It's there... like it's like um the shining the elevator doors open up. <laughs> so since you know, Go ahead. Well, I read the um, I did last night. I read it. I because I woke up, it went to bed super early, passed out from drinking too much, and I woke up in the middle of the night. I read all of the one one bad day, the Batman one bad day books. I thought one oh. bad day was Spider Man. Oh, you're new day. you're talking. That's brand yeah, new you're, day. You're, oh, I'm you're talking. talking you're Batman talking. One. You read all of them and drunk. Yeah. Drunk. I sobered up. Aren't there a bunch I woke of them? up. Well, there's like, like there's like ten, six. there's like, like ten six. of them, and they're like sixty four pages not each. They're not ten bad. There's more bad. than six. They're not. They're not all out yet, though. Well, digitally, they might not all be out. I don't think there's any more than that. In, the in last print, one in print is, they are. I think. In Razak, print, they're all Razak, out. Razak, Razak was the last one, and I read that. Yeah. No, I read that. It's on the app. It's all on the app. 
I read the I read there's the Riddler, there's Clayface. Well, I had read the Riddler one already, and I read oh, so uh, you you read Catwoman already, but then every but I I read everything else. I read Clayface, Razagul, Bane, Penguin, Two Face, and Freeze. And I was one, two, three, four, five, six. I read six of them. Wow, that's a lot. You you you. What were you doing? Pulling a Knutson? Because when, yes. when Keith gets drunk, he doesn't get tired. He gets more energy. That's what happened to me. And I read... yeah. Keith, I Keith, Keith, when you see him, Keith drink a lot, he turns into Dr. Johnny Fever. His reflexes get faster. <laughs> yes. It's it's incredible. And he, he has more energy. He's like, where's is the, this bar closed? Is it two? Let's, can we find somewhere else to go? <laughs> it's like venom for him. Like yeah. He gets powered. It's like... It just, it just powers. Yeah, most body. people. And then Daryl, when he was drinking, he would fall asleep. Like he'd be on. Yeah, the, I'd fall asleep. Yeah, you'd be on the booth and you'd be sitting straight up and you'd be snoring. But now it gives me power now. Yeah. Now, you're, getting, now you've I'm tapped into the to the Keith. Yeah. And yesterday I also read. Uh, I reread the Mark Millar because uh, I'm doing a uh, a guest on a podcast. So I read I reread the Mark Millar the Authority Run. There you go. So I reread that, and that was a bunch of issues. Well, not as many as the others because they couldn't. Him and Frank Quietly couldn't get their act together to get enough issues out, so they had to have fill-ins through throughout the run. So it wasn't as many as the other ones. The other runs were they didn't do twelve issues completely. That you've read before, though. Yeah, yeah, I've read yeah. that before. It's been years though, but I've read it before. It's pretty rough rereading it. It's like, wow. Oh, you didn't like, like it? Mark Millar writes. Well, not he writes. I forgot how. It's like he. It's like he took his fifteen-year-old self and just. And they told him you can you can write whatever you want and have cursing in it and all that kind of violence and stuff. And it's just it's so hyper. It's even more hyper than any of the other authority runs. That, that definitely just sounds like Millar to me. Like it is just it is it is there are two different stories where the women on the authority it's just thrown out there that they got brainwashed and sexually assaulted and they just get over it and laugh about it after it's done. Like they're just it's just so crazy, insane the stuff that he, you know, got away with at the time. This is before it was on it was that they moved it to DC when Wildstorm came to DC, I think it was before that. So that's why they were able to do it. Like they would never be able to do that stuff now. But around the it, time that Wildstorm was doing the boys, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then DC said, after, after six issues, we can't do this anymore. Because <laughs> this is when they had the kid. Like they got married. When uh, um, uh, Midnighter and, and Apollo got married at the end of the run. But this is when they all got like beat up, or thought killed, and then got replaced by a whole bunch of other. Heroes, because the, because all the uh, rich uh, corporate entities got tired of them because they were changing things too much, and it was just so like they had a hillbilly cyborg that pretty much was like just saying crazy stuff. Like it was just it just got to the point where it was just like, we get it. He's racist and he's a homophobe. Like calm down. Like it just he just kept the dialogue just kept getting the same, repeating the same stuff over and over again. Is that a, was like, is that I, available on the app? 
the, all of it's on the oh, app. Okay. All the authority is on the app. Like they, they didn't. Every all of Wildstorm is pretty much on the app now. At least for the first, the last. I wonder few, if it's only on the past. Ultra version because you know how the Ultra version has the vertical. Well, they're and still stuff. they're still putting stuff up weekly of of Wildstorm. Like, yeah, I know so they they're were doing past Gen 13 the and they're past the Ellis. Yeah, they're they're past the they're up to the Ellis run of Stormwatch. It was like the last of Stormwatch before it ends. So they're about almost done with that, and then they're up to the last of Gene Gen 13 before they ended that book. Yeah, I just got it all caught up on action, and that's where I saw Midnighter and mm-hmm. Apollo and that. That. Oh yeah, I read that. World. You yeah. Just reading it. Yeah. I oh, read I, I read it and then read world. all the way through and got caught up. Yeah. I like yeah, that world. one. I like action. I like Philip Kennedy Johnson a lot. Like Me I, too. I hope he stays on Superman. Like I, th- I think he. His, he seems the, to be. Yeah, he he does. He's doing a lot of cool things with like cyborg superman and steel and like I, I just like that he's using all the stuff from the triangle area era he's have making you exciting. read have you read uh tom taylor's superman yeah it was tom taylor yeah. or tom, tom taylor. Taylor. Yeah. taylor it's tom taylor yeah the adventures of uh, superman uh, okay. john yeah that's really good because yeah, he's tapped he's, he's tapping into everything that he did before. He's tapping into he, Earth Two and he's tapping into mm-hmm. Justice and Oh yeah, he brought all that back into He's it. he's in my opinion probably the best Superman writer ever. He just gets how to write wow. Superman. You're wrong. Wow. Wow. Well that's I don't, that's I, don't have that's I, 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 I personally I, I personally liked uh, Tom King's Up in the Sky. Like I, I oh, thought. That was amazing. I, I actually thought, and, and I, I haven't always spoke highly of like Tom King's Batman, but I thought like he got what Superman was about, like, because it was told through the eyes of aliens. It was told through. Oh yeah. It, it was mm-hmm. it was freaking amazing, and I I I like I liked that one. Um, I do Has like I. I here... Go ahead. Uh, have you ever read Gene uh, Lun Yang's uh, Superman Smashes the Clan? I have no, not yet. It's really good. I have oh, read yeah. his Superman, yeah. though, because he, he did Superman. Oh, yeah. And action, I think. Mm-hmm. And he, oh. uh, didn't he do uh, the Superman from China, too? Yeah, new Superman. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he so I have read him doing that. I just haven't read that many. He's a talented writer. He he's made a lot of money. Now he's got that American-born Chinese on Disney Plus, and that won an Eisner way back. Well, he does a lot of novels too. Like he does mm-hmm. a lot of the, the novels and stuff. Well, too, he had one that. of those weird writing grants, so a lot of his yeah. stuff he gets the grant for. He writes it. He makes this right. money, and then mm-hmm. it usually gets critically acclaimed. He, yeah. yeah. I don't know His how Green he Lantern got into thing that. He did that way it was so good. It was. Yeah. Um, it was a younger Green Lantern story that he had done, and I really enjoyed that. He, he did uh, Shang Chi for uh, Marvel too. I didn't like that book too much. I liked it, The Ten Rings, because it was kind of like a a fight club and levels. It was pretty interesting. I'm afraid of the magic stuff. You don't like Any the magic. Of, uh... 
I don't like the change of him with the magic ring stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any of you read um, Mark Russell's Superman Space Age? I, have, I am reading it. Currently. I did not. I'm reading I have it. it. It's good. It's good. I've read the first one. I haven't finished it. I like Mark Russell in general. Like, yeah, I do too. He's really thought provoking. He's like you read a comic and you have to digest it. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a lot in there. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he, sure. He's he's hit or miss for me, but when he's hot, he is hot. I mean, like, like that friggin' Snagglepuss book he did years ago. My yeah. goodness, that was amazing. The Flintstones, that was pretty amazing too. I like the Wonder Twins thing, the book he did, yeah. the miniseries. I like all his stuff. I'm, he's probably overall my favorite writer, current favorite writer. No, I don't like the laughy laughy stuff too much, but he does enough of he does enough serious stuff in his stories. Yeah. That it's not too much of one or the other. It's just a mix. So I, I like it. I like how he does it. Second Coming is pretty good too. Yeah, that that one has multi dimensions in it. Oh yeah, for sure. I can talk I about. Was mostly just joking. I think it was my bad. Oh yeah. That was. I think that was just pure comedy. Yeah, that one was. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, I agree. I like his. I like it when he does more serious mixes in the serious stuff. Yeah, he blends it in. He blends it in, and it's it's pretty good because he gets he can he can write some pretty dark. Like you think it's just it's fun at first, but then it gets the character goes through some stuff and it gets pretty dark. He did uh, Red Sonja for a while, right? Oh yeah, that was yeah. that stuff was amazing. That was yeah. good. He actually the got into stuff. that. The reason I he came off of Red Sonja was because of that cancel stuff, like. Something came mm-hmm. out with Dynamite got doing it, and he's on the other side, and he resigned. Well, he was that comic gate. He well, he, yeah, he he he, he, comic he, comic he resigned basically yeah. because of somebody yeah. else getting doing comic gate covers or something. I don't yeah. remember what it was. Oh, something that Dynamite was publishing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I did like uh, Fantastic Four: Life Story. It was pretty good too. That was the Alex yeah, Ross. Did. I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh no, Life Story. Life story. It's yeah. a life story. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, and Tom Taylor. I don't like his Superman run. Is I don't. I don't know. I think of the kid as when you say Superman run. I don't think of the uh, Clark Kent Superman. I always think of the kid Jonathan. Yeah. Superman. Well, that's what he. Yeah, that's so what I don't think write. of him as Superman. I just think of him. You know, I still think of him as the kid. You know, as the Superman. He kid. did become Superman yeah. though. I, no, he did. He did. But, in but, my head, but, though. But it, in but in my head. opinion, like as as good as he's writing John Kent, I still like the young Super Sons. Yeah, kid. I, I, I love oh, when sure, John yeah. Kent because, was yeah. the little kid. Because, yeah. and that's what I like about action is because they're action comics. The middle feature is doing old stories with John Kent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I understand that they did want him to age, but I think it happened too soon. I there think so. I think so, too. I heard they well, want him a... to age because of the action comics going in the public domain in 10 years. And they sort of wanted to build up their own Superman because they can only like people in the public domain can only do like Golden Age Superman. 
Mm-hmm. It was also a 5G thing, too, at the same time. At the time, yeah. yeah. They had amped it up to do it quickly before. Well, that and Bendis wanted to, I think Bendis wanted to age him, too, because he had a certain story he wanted to tell. How do you guys but all I, feel about the public domain? I like, think it's fine. I, I mean, think it's good. I think it should, things should enter the public domain sooner. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think copyright for corporations extends way too long as it currently is. Um, like, I don't think there's any sort of great fear that Warner Brothers is not going to be able to maintain a hold on the property of Superman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, they I, can think because... I think they're fine. I mean, it, yeah, the fact like, yes, D- uh, Disney has been pretty much the biggest offender in this in extending the copyrights and stuff like that, but it doesn't just affect like their stuff going into the public domain. There's like old films from the 20s and stuff that archivists have said that they have had to watch be dist- like just decompose and, and be destroyed and lose them because they were legally prohibited from archiving these films because of like somebody still held a copyright and they couldn't legally make their own version of it. So these, so even though nobody was going to exercise these copyrights, they still couldn't preserve the films. And now like all the stuff from the twenties is just lost because Disney didn't want to let go of the mouse. Well, they, okay. and it's also good for comics because now you have publishers who are publishing old public domain comics that otherwise would never be published. So mm-hmm. it's giving access to things that no no big publisher is going to put their hands on. So mm. little places have, can grab them and publish them. I mean, what's the fear? They thinking that somebody will do a Superman book and they it could. won't be for DC and it'll be great and everybody it'll will love be it. viewed as the new official Superman or and that's well, such a rare but it but it but it Superman's weird because they can only use like the 40s shield like they can't use the the modern Superman shield right so it, it's what they can and can't use and then mm-hmm. it, it becomes their own property like Eric Larson does Daredevil, Antarctic's done Daredevil, Dynamite's done Daredevil, the Golden Age Daredevil. But they retain rights to that version of Daredevil. Their version of Daredevil is under their copyright. Mm. It just seems like a legal nightmare to me. I don't know how lawyers keep it straight, to tell you the truth. Well, it's it's funny because um, on last week tonight, John Oliver was talking about how um, Florida's actually been fighting against Disney being able to extend the copyright for Mickey Mouse. And so, like, the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse will go into the public domain next year. Yeah. Although it's... trademark will still exist. So John Oliver has said, like, he, he was talking about how the legalities of it, how um, they can still make a strong claim that as long as people associate a particular image like Steamboat Willie with Disney that they still can hold the trademark on it. So what John Oliver has been doing on his show is all this year in the opening credit montage, they've had a little image of, of Steamboat Willie in the in the corner. Yeah. And they've actually created their own version of Steamboat Willie that they're going to like unveil as their official character, as their official mascot in 2024, just to see what Disney's lawyers do. I wouldn't want to go after somebody so big, though. Like, it just seems... Yeah, because they got the most... They, they, they have the most powerful lawyers of any of the other corporations. But HBO is a Time Warner company, so it's not like he's hurting for uh, 
representation. That's they've also done well in court before. Like that show in particular has. Yeah. They're pretty tactful. Yeah, they know where the line think, is. Yeah. Well, yeah, they probably have their own they, lawyers they looking at yeah, the argument that it's done under satire law, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been sued at least twice mm-hmm. um, by people for stuff from the show before, and they're good. But yeah, like the copyright thing is a big thorny mess. Yes. And I think it's one of those things where be, if the system isn't what it wasn't what it is, man, English is hard. Uh, if the system <laughs> had never gotten to where it is now, um, we would all feel very differently about it, obviously. Obviously. But like right. um, it's hard to think about people being able to sort of use intellectual properties in more robust ways uh, because we've been in this system now where uh, IP so quickly goes from something some like an, not a, an individual or a small group of people creates uh, to being owned by a mega corporation so quickly and then from there it is just now it is in a box and it can only be touched in these particular ways for a long period of time and so it's hard to imagine a world where someone makes Superman and then it is okay for other people to then write some kind of story using those characters uh, without it being like a big deal or worried about being sued. Um, But like we actually exist in a place where on very small scales, we've seen how little damage this stuff can actually do. Right. Um, It's like, when we were, how long ago was it when there was the worry that Marvel was going to crack down on fan artists at conventions? Oh, it was years ago. Yeah. yeah. That's at least a decade. Like, mm-hmm. Right. And there was that worry there. Because, like, I guess legally within their right, they can do that. But, like, ultimately, what is the harm in someone drawing a picture of Spider-Man for somebody else and making money off of it? No, they didn't create Spider-Man. Um, and so... Like, you can make the argument that if I make a character and then Bill starts drawing that character and he has more reach and he now can, like, body me out of the thing that I created, that would be bad. But, like, there are ways to protect that and keep it from being a thing where a corporation has the ability to do something and then uh, come in and crush all ability to innovate around it. Um, So I think, honestly, I wish these things would run through the system faster. I wish we would uh, cut out on a lot of this stuff because ultimately at the end of the day, I think everybody would be fine and like not much would really change in the world writ large if um, like Disney created a new character and like 10 years later, it was like totally okay for other people to have access to it to do what they wanted to. It wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't so affect the, the original materials, what you're yeah, saying. The, mean, yeah, the means of production uh, to like to take like Miss Marvel, right? I can't take Miss Marvel and turn that into a billion dollar blockbuster movie. Right. Disney can, right? You know what I mean? So like there's still things at play that will allow big corporations to do big corporation stuff in a way that I simply cannot on my own as a small creator, right? Like no matter how cool and neat my idea is, 
at some point in time it's going to run into the machine itself, right? So I think yeah. we'd be fine. Superman yeah, is fan I don't fix. know, though, because, I mean, if Spider-Man, say, anyone could use it, you don't think that some of the other major companies would start putting out Spider-Man movies? Oh, no, they would they try to put out Spider-Man movies, uh, but, like, they wouldn't they be able to other they they couldn't do it. Yeah. You don't want to hurt your, because everything is so joint now. You don't want to mess up those relationships of do because now everybody's selling. You know, like you have this thing where you're renting out your animated stuff and your TV shows, and like that's gonna happen more and more as it goes. Like, well, like, so well stream, or, like, that's what's happening in streaming right now. They're realizing that's what I mean. Like, they, 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 they're like, holy crap! I can't make the money on my own streaming service, yeah. so I'm gonna rent it to so Netflix. So if Netflix, if Netflix rents like Batman, the next Batman animated series and does those series, why would you then in turn be like, well, let's make our own Batman movie or whatever on our thing? You you don't want to kill that relationship that you have from Warner Brothers to be able to... Plus, there's a certain cachet that comes with saying, yes, this is authorized by... Yeah. Because fanfic still has a stigma. It's not the same. Like, you can do it, and you could be popular, but it's not going to hit like... I think that's only true under our current reality i think that if you did have the case where everything became public domain after 10 years then it would be just a free-for-all because you could pretty much do anything you want with any character at any time i i don't know that that's true because yeah, if you look at so. like uh night of the living dead which has been public domain forever and there's been a ton of different versions everyone still goes back to the original yeah it's and got like, the stigma yeah and like uh james bond it's not for a example, character though James Bond in the novels is in public domain in the UK, but not in the United States. Um, yeah, so, so the, 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 are, the same thing that happened with Conan. Yeah, the movies are a different thing entirely, but mm-hmm. but yeah. So and I mean, like, I don't know how many people are writing original James Bond novels these days. I, I mean, I don't I don't know, but. Uh, you know, that's another like the only instance I can think of where people have really capitalized on it is like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the movies and the TV yeah, shows. That's a good example. Yeah. 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 I don't see that happening for like a bunch of other. I think it would. Robin Hood. I mean, I think it could happen. I just don't think it's. um going to be damaging i mean 10 years is like an extreme case like life of the author if you wanted to do it that way but then that gets tricky in defining mm-hmm. life of the author in collaborative work i think 10 years yeah. is too too soon i mean it yeah. is too, it is too soon well the, re- the, re- yeah. the reason yeah. is is because that could be, yeah well i you want to pass that on to your kids too right eh. i mean i, yeah, I would think I mean, so yeah. it's just Really. I understand. <laughs> Bill, Bill's I like, I don't want to. <laughs> Bill's like, my kids are not going to get the rights to the liquor. They're not. I refuse. <laughs> Wouldn't the kids have already got enough from the creator while he was still alive? I mean, no, I if, he, if he wants them to have it, that's the right. thing, too. Right? Mm. Like... But you see, like, instances where, like, uh, an author's son will continue the series or. The states are fascinating in how they control property rights for certain things. Mm-hmm. Talking about like the Wheel of Time or the Dune series, stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 
And it depends on who has the money for that. Like, to, like you'd have to put some money into it to make it significant. Like, you just can't just throw up a, you know, a fan kind of thing where you only have like, you know, a little bit of money to to put something up. If it looks like crap, it looks, you know, like if it looks under People budget or something like that, you're not gonna yeah. do that. And the money you would really, why would a studio put money into? to doing your thing if you don't really you're not really the company that owns that character or that that's not the company that that character was made you know created under right. they're not going to put that money to it like but I, I know on the terms of comics though if somebody else published a superman book i'd want to i'd want to check it out but that's the curiosity factor. yeah yeah that's a curiosity after factor. after that initial if it was just just average, and Mike, you're not usual because you buy a lot. Of yeah, comics. I'm, I'm like, unusual. Consider yeah. for people that you know only buy a certain amount of things. I'm not gonna run out and buy a Superman thing. Like it has to be from a creator that I'm like really enjoy, and they did it, and it really came out really good for me to to support it. But other than that, it would feel like I'm buying something not legit. It's just it just would how I would feel like it even with the copyright being what they you know when they change I would still feel like I'm I'm buying something not you know not legit. Hey Jeremy Jeremy Hans online should I dial him in Keith? Yeah, get Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Call, Call everybody. Who else is on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Where's Robert Atkins? Call Robert. Call him right now. Bill had a had a um, he had an opinion about something that he gave a good review about, and he he made he didn't remember. Yes, he didn't remember that he liked I, the beauty. He slammed. The I like the first. I like the first issue. <laughs> At least I didn't, I didn't like the trade. Ooh. Oh, wow. that's tough. Oh, happens. It does happen. You read one issue and you're like, all right, this is pretty cool. I'll buy the trade. Well, Mike, call him and tell him. Let's call and tell him. About it. <laughs> right yeah, Keith was gotta, like, gotta go. I didn't even know Keith was still listening. And he's like, what did Bill just say? <laughs> Jeremy, huh? I had to flip my table at work. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, it was funny. And, um, but yeah, we were, uh, he was into like uh, that uh, Arkham stories. Before, with the was it David Bain, David something, Hein, David Hein. Yeah, they oh, did yeah, the yeah, Arkham. Yeah. I can't remember what it was but, called. And that, he created and like the did, characters uh, like Sin and stuff, like with the black mask and Sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. Uh... And then I think the um, the beauty was like one of his own. What is his first solo stuff? I think he wrote that and didn't did. draw it. He he, he won. Well, no, he won that um, contest. Uh, oh, the top cat. Oh, the top, top cat. Yeah. yeah. They used to do that like every year for a minute. Mm-hmm. That every, was fun like until two you years realized later. that people could yeah. cheat on the voting. <laughs> a minute. <laughs> Because they would never continue to make like it'd be so behind in it. It's like it would win, and then who knows how long it would take before the book actually came out. 
then they, procrastination then they comics. It. Yes. Then they changed it like their last year to write something that they already owned, like Think Tank. Yeah, they did. They changed it for that. I know they, Bill and I actually both entered that year. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And they had covers. They had a thing, like, if you did covers, they would... They buy it. They bought one of JK's covers from... A, they bought it from a, um, from a con. Like, somebody had bought a, 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 you know, a thing for him to do a con. And and they saw it, a commission, and they saw it, and they contacted him and asked to buy it, really? so they could use it for the, for the, um, I think that's when they were doing the uh, what do you call it those Kickstarter things? They were, they were kickstarting stuff. I think it was for the darkness. That's what it was for. I think one of the covers that would use as an incentive. Oh, like a variant for the yeah. Kickstarter. Yeah, that's actually a good idea for the for the rewards because if there's going to be a, a small number published, it's mm-hmm. might as well just. Get something that someone's already drawn and say, "Hey, we'll give you a couple of bucks." For that. That's what they did. That's basically what they, they did. It to other people too, other artists too. I think. If you like exclusives, that's good. For me, it's usually wanting the material, and I just wait until it's solicited in previews because <laughs> you save like a hundred dollars. <laughs> you, were, Mike, you were doing like a Kickstarter every week. Yeah, I, 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 I cooled down. It. I cooled down. I'm pretty much sticking to my Jungle Girls on kickstarters because oh. i can't get jungle comics anywhere else but uh that's i get i got so many notifications for cut for the kickstarters you were doing i was like oh my god another one <laughs> How many my email. i haven't been out. on kickstarter in forever uh, mm-hmm. it's expensive and you yeah. when you add when you all add them all, <laughs> all up it's like like even when we're if doing get them well we're doing our <laughs> own comics and like me and bill mm-hmm. and it's like you have to make at least them ten dollars to even yep. make it mm-hmm. feas- yeah. feasible. Just any kind of fee. I I don't know. It just seems like a hard thing to to do. I'm like I already mm-hmm. two grand in, and I'm I'm procrastinating because I don't want to spend another grand on a colorist. Like it just it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. And then lettering. At least Bill has his mm-hmm. letter. He's up on the He's up on me on there, but it, it, it's a lot of money. To... Even creators that have had a lot of work out already when they do a Kickstarter, so a lot of sometimes they just make even, if that, mm-hmm. after they finish paying. They don't make anything until after they get it done, and then they get, if they can get like Dark Horse or somebody. Yeah, to, but then some some creators like, like Matt Kent, he kills it on Kickstarters. Like he well, makes he, he makes yeah. he makes way more on the Kickstarter than he does mm-hmm. at the yeah those are the rare because Matt Kent has a name too Bad right? Idea is doing it too they're hitting like yeah. four hundred thousand five hundred thousand it's ridiculous well they got names on that stuff they got yeah. names on those books so that that's different you know like you know it's gonna come out it's got the they name. also have a crazy dedicated fan base yeah you got a crazy because it makes y'all run around like uh they make people run around to get stuff like you have to work to get a bad idea book sometimes like you got all these rules and stuff and i don't i don't watch a lot of that. youtube lately but i've been searching for youtube jim shooter late because i i love jim shooter but uh he didn't have some good things to say about Dinesh and company. Oh, no. No. (laughs) They hired him originally, and then it didn't Mm -hmm. work out, like when they were coming Mm -hmm. out with the new Valiant. And, uh, yeah, that that didn't go well. 
Yeah, everything he wanted to do, they were like, we don't do that. Yeah, anymore. we don't want to do that. We, that's not how the company works. That's not how it, that's not how, because he has old school way around. Well, well, Jim Shooter is like an alpha male, too. He doesn't want to yeah. be told not yeah. to be able to do something that he wants to do. And then is, he, it, is it good or bad that I like going to conventions and going to panels with the old creators just to hear them bitch about <laughs> the young ones? You yeah. like the chaos. You love the chaos. That's what it is. I do get a kick out of when, like, uh, I, like uh, Chris Claremont, for example. Oh man, uh, hearing him go off when so he much. ate that lunch. <laughs> when that at that at that panel, he was at a panel, and it was for the book. Uh, he wasn't even on it, but the guy, the artist wrote it and did the book. What was the name of the artist that does those? Um, I can't think of the name of it. Like he does it in like a, a Kirby-ish style, but it's like. He takes all the the all the stories that are vital to the characters and he puts them in one kind of jam piece of a book. He did it for Mar. He does a lot of it for Marvel. And oh, um, would, um, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, the guy who did um, Hip Hop Family Tree. What's yes, exactly that guy. Um, well, he did the when he was doing the X Men one, he did the panel. Oh, K Fabe, the K Fabe thing, the the. The guy who does the K-Fabe podcast? Ed P-Score. P-Score, yes. yeah. Ed P-Score, yes, yes. And so he did the thing with, uh, it was that Heroes. He oh, so Claremont, Claremont didn't like the Ed P-Score, or what? No, it wasn't that he didn't like him. He just doesn't care. Like, oh. he was at the panel, and he started to take out his lunch to eat it while the panel was happening. <laughs> like, Ed Pisker it was supposed to be like a discussion, because Ed Pisker's what he was focused on on the X Men book was the Claremont stuff, and you think in the in the panel you're thinking you're going to get a conversation with uh, Chris Claremont and Pisker about the X Men in general, and like Chris Claremont's like I've already talked about this stuff enough times, I don't care, and so he just took out his food and just started talking and eating at the same like it was just, <laughs> and Ed Pisker was nothing that poor man could do, like it was just like what are you going to do? You're going to you're going to tell Chris Claremont he can't do that. So he just had to like just sit there and like do and deal with it, like just wait for him to talk or whatever, and he tried to keep it together. But that was like the like Chris Claremont basically did the I'm gonna I'm gonna you know put my feet on your couch and <laughs> I don't care because I'm Chris Claremont, right? Right? He's he's Chris Claremont. What are you gonna say to that dude? He saved he saved Marvel a couple of times. Like, what are you gonna say to somebody who did? You know, is well known like that, even though he's older or whatever. But it doesn't matter. Like this dude, people are still using his stuff to to write books now. I mean, without that, without him, his stories on there. But it's just stuff like that. I kind of, I know it's it, it's mean when they do it, but it's just I don't know. It's just I enjoy watching it a little bit. I wouldn't want him to do that to me, but. <laughs> It was just fun. It just, it just doesn't get. He really just does not give a shit nowadays. Like he's like, I could say anything about Marvel. Yeah, his panel at uh, C2E2. When was that? 2021 or something. That was good. He was just, yeah, he was going off on Marvel. Yeah. And it's like fuck them. They don't want me to work on their books. And, you know, <laughs> great. Yeah. Well, he he gets mad because he can't write in co continuity anymore. They keep him in the they past. They won't let him play. They won't, yeah, let, they him won't play. let him play. So he's yeah. he's frustrated. Well, I think a lot of them are because you kind of you were big in your day and now not so big. You know. 
And he's blessed that he still gets a paycheck just for that. They rather pay him to not work. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. But that's cool. Like that's yeah. <laughs> I mean, but even with that, it's like when people are like, "Well, he should just shut up and be happy." But it's like, imagine you, you're a writer all well, your life. Well, his heart is his heart. He's a creator, and you can still create. But yes, it's out of you know for pe- some people it'll be out of date. For some people, it wouldn't be something they'd want to see because they're used to current you know comics or whatever. But for you to, if you did this thing and you enjoy doing this thing, and then they tell you you're still alive, you can still read, you can still move, you can still think, you can still write, and they tell you we would rather pay you not to do it, it would make you feel, you know, yeah, angry. That would anger you. It's like I'm not dead yet. Like I could still do stuff. I mean, and they still now he's doing a like a Gambit series or something like that. But it's still this shit where they're like. Okay, old man, just do this. We'll give you a four issue thing. Go over there in the corner and do that. Nobody's gonna, you know. They're doing. They're to doing it. a lot of weird stuff with old creators at Marvel, like five issue Anasentes and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. five issue Louis Simonson and they have a percentage of five issues where they do Walter Simonson. Yeah, they'll and... do a little bit with a creator who's you know an older creator. They'll do like a little mini series or something here and there. And then, you know, then that'll be it. But you, and it's rare because her thing is a storm. She's doing Anna Sentry's doing that storm miniseries. But it's like, you're in it, but you're not. It's like you you could go to the club, but they don't let you in the club. You just have to go to the corner and sit. There's a special room for it. Yeah. (laughs) You walk in and everyone has gray hair. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, everybody's old as I am. I can't go, like. So it's weird. I, it would make you feel a certain kind of way. Of course it would. Like it, it's got to yeah. be hard for them. Yeah. Well, then you got those guys like I don't know if you heard recently, but the guy who created War Machine, Len Kaminsky, mm-hmm. is now like in one of those like terrible nursing homes that rips you off. That's, and got, there you that, go. That, that sounds right. like a nightmare. I read that. It is. It's, yeah. Yeah. It is. That's why I'm saying, man, we're gonna have to take care of each other in the old age, cause that's I'm that's saying. like a horror story. Are you saying that we should smother each other with pillows? <laughs> Maybe. No, well, depends. Yeah, the situation calls for it. Yeah, just needed. Did but you, yeah, did it's you scary. guys read? Did you guys watch that show, Poker Face? Yes. I'm not finished with it, but I no. But did you get to the, did awesome. you get did you get to the ep- episode yet with the retirement home? Yeah. No, no, oh my funny. God, that is the best episode ever. It is so good. And Poker Face is airing on Peacock, I think, right? Yeah, it's on Peacock. Yeah. Yeah, it's on I'm Peacock. watching Bupkis on Peacock right now. Uh, you should get to Poker and Face. And I can't stand Pete. I don't know what is why people love Pete Davidson. And I started watching Bupkis. Did you and like it, it Daryl? I kind of do, but I love Joe Pesci, and I love um, yeah. the actress that plays his mom. Like, she was on Nurse Betty. Eddie and DeFalco. Eddie Falco. I love them. Like, Ed, he is basically playing himself. Yeah. So it's not really like you're not getting anything out of it. It's not like he's stretching to, to do anything acting a lot. He's just Pete Davidson. And have you ever so done anything else? these cameos? Of like yeah, he has so and... many panty, so many uh, cameos. Even Al Gore was on it. <laughs> yeah. It's like... He knows so. I didn't realize how many celebrities he he has a good relationship. Well, with. Well, you saw yeah, Lauren Michaels. Lauren Michaels is in the um, is executive producer, so that's why you see like Jane Curtin. Oh hell yeah, that's his, yeah. yeah, that helps. 
you get a show, yeah. Like, but that didn't even help other stuff. Like, he got more than the average because that didn't help other people have gotten SNL shows that yeah, Lauren Michaels has like supported. Do it's do it. This is, is has a ton of celebrities. Like, they listed all the people. That's the reason why I watched it because they listed all these people. And I'm like, Joe Pesci hasn't worked in years. Like, he refused to do work. Because he didn't want to. He's and to get him to come it. back. Yeah, to get him to come back. I'm like, damn, you really do have... Sir, there's no smoking out here. It's like, well, we're outside. What are you, a park ranger or something? <laughs> exactly. Rude at Joe Pesci is great. Like, Joe Pesci. Get the fuck out of here. I told him that. I, I, want, I want to see it. I don't. I didn't know that Joe Pesci was in it. Yeah, he's his, yeah. Uh, he's his uncle. He plays his uncle. That's one where I saw the trailer for it and i'm like hmm it looks good but i'm afraid <laughs> Boy, it's gonna hurt you inappropriate oh it's touches. totally inappropriate it's, it's funny me. totally inappropriate yeah he's jerking off and then his mom catches him like in one of the first episodes like <laughs> it, it's yeah it's, it's definitely one of those kind of kind of shows it's funny i've been on a new york kick not not intentionally but i rented um What's it called? Um, Fort Fort Apache, the Bronx. Oh, I haven't seen that in years. I'd never seen it, and I was like, "Oh man, that's." It's, they always say it's like a classic or whatever. It was good, mm-hmm. and then um, I just saw Mean Streets, um, like a Scorsese old like. Oh yeah, it's another one. Again, I haven't seen it. In and years. and I was like, I bet you this is this is what Tarantino grew up watching because that's oh like, for sure. Like, Mm-hmm, his his kind sure. of movies, just like a lot of talking and then some ultra violence and then mm-hmm. more talking. So it was good. Sure. Yeah. But uh, then I realized I was like, wait, this is all New York. All this. Gentlemen, I am going to head out, but it was great to catch up with everybody. Yeah, um, I, I've hit my. Uh, I, I got to zoom out here to myself. Got plans. All right. Zoom. Well, we're going to DC noise this with a. 12-hour podcast. <laughs> <laughs> any, any parting words from you guys? Um, never eat anything larger than your head. Damn it. I knew I should have. I would just say congratulations on 400 episodes. This is amazing. And I'm, I got to be part of it. So thanks for, yeah, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, it's good to hear you guys and We'll be seeing you, Keith, in a couple weeks. Oh, you're coming? I, of course. I don't know if I'm going to come to your table, but I'll be out here. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> wow. Let's see how it is. <laughs> All, All right. right. See you guys. All right. All right, guys. Take it easy. I'm not going to figure out how to. Now that Keith's there gone, we go. can talk about him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> F that guy. <laughs> that guy. What are you going to do at Heroes? You going to eat barbecue? Is that place still there? Which place? Oh, the, the barbecue place. Uh, mm-hmm. No, the Uptown Barbecue Place isn't there anymore. <gasps> Merch Soul Food is there. There's plenty of places on the light rail. Um, oh, my God. There's a Korean that? barbecue place I took Keith to. Uh... Mike, you ever been to Let's Meet in South End? Yes, I have. I've been to Let's Meet and their sister restaurant, Soul Food. Soul Food, yeah. They have yeah. a private karaoke box in there, too. 
Oh, nice. Uh, um, but Keith insists that we go back to Let's Meet again this year, so. Damn. Gone. That was the place. I don't like new like that. Is no. that an Uber? Distance? Uh, no, you could take the light rail. I mean, you could, you would have, I mean, you can't walk there, but you could take the the, tra- the light rail or, or an Uber. I don't yeah. take no trains. Well, whatever. I'll don't act no like train. you're better than us. I'm better. Huh. Take Ubers, man. XLs. <laughs> You'll get an Uber pool and like it. No, I don't share my limos with nobody. Is that one restaurant that we went to? God, I can't remember where it was, but... Ish? It was near that barbecue place, but it was uh, the one where they had the games that we played or the trivia. Oh, the pizza spot? Yeah. Is that still there? Yes. The which place? Uh, The pizza place downtown. um, My brain is going to do the thing. It's not fuel. Is it fuel? No, no, no. Fuel, fuel is across the street. This is yeah. a, a ways of yeah. walk. No, this is um, I'm doing the thing where my brain is totally shut off from this information. Um, yeah, they're definitely. I I say definitely. I've my doctor is like down the street from there, mm-hmm. and so I see it. But it's the thing where you drive by it, oh, every once a year. But um, and so my brain tunes out. If it's there or not. Yeah. 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 In other words, I'm gone. (laughs) We need to go to Luna's living kitchen. Oh my God. We could could, could not do that as well. Now I can't poop again. You just just (laughs) clogged up my body right now. It's shut down. Deceased. Thanks a lot. It probably would help you. No. (laughs) No, it would not. That destroyed my system. I couldn't go to the bathroom for two days. (laughs) <laughs> oh, the shock and then when it, it came it, out, it was like rabbit poop. It was so awful. Yeah, boink, boink, it came boink. out like peps. It Pebbles, like made dude. me totally constipated. It was, it was the worst. terrible. <laughs> no, bricks is gone. They're dead. Oh, uh, that's who I was. Th- that's who I was thinking of. Bricks. Yeah. Dang. Isn't that the place you got that marshmallow beer or whatever it was? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like, weird. I, that that is where I got it. Matter of fact, the last time we went, I, I could have sworn Micah was there, you were there, mm-hmm. and uh, I think uh, the guys from Cowabunga were there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of restaurants around. Yeah. It's just that nothing you remember is there anymore. It's all gone. Yeah. I feel like the end of God. Well, is the, is, the dish, is the dish still there? Do you know? Um, dish is under new management, but... Um, but oh, no. do they, does that no. mean they changed the menu, like from? You know what? Let's find out. Because the thing is, once we moved from over there, now we have to find out a whole bunch of new restaurants. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think I've been a dish park- the last time I went to you. The parking is garbage uh, in that oh, whole area man. of town. Mm-hmm. And so when we were living closer, we could take the bus, or if we were feeling extremely frisky, we could walk it. But. Um, yeah, parking. They have like the one tiny little parking lot across the street. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually best we would if we would come down to visit y'all's hotel room and then ride the no, shuttle together right. up there. Mm. Yeah, that's what we did last time. I think we took the shuttle. There. Yeah. I wonder if they still have the shuttle with COVID. 
Yeah, I, I know. So. I, I, I know. I, I know. I know. A lot of shuttles they got rid of. Didn't they open it all back up now? Yeah, yeah. It's it's back to normal here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that our uh, like our car dealership used to shuttle us like when your car was being worked on, and COVID came and they never brought it back. <laughs> so oh, now it's wow. like if you leave your car off, you have to pay for an Uber or or have somebody pick you up. Damn. Okay, slightly new menu, but it's the same. Same air stuff. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. You can still get everything you used to get. Pimento cheese. I think they still have meatloaf. Yeah, Daryl's not going, and Keith is not. Keith, are you going? No. Oh, then I can't go. Even That's even if uh, you could stay at Lord Baltimore's again, come on. <laughs> in Charlotte, you could even. Oh, you can't do it. <laughs> oh, if, <laughs> if it was Lord Baltimore, you would be. I'm there. Well, I'm just saying that would be further away from Charlotte <laughs> if I was in Baltimore than I am here. <laughs> All I'm hearing are excuses, Keith. You, you, you mean Charlotte has a Lord Baltimore? <laughs> Then well, I, I need a Lord Charlotte. <laughs> Maybe if you Google condoms in an elevator in Charlotte, you could find the place you need. Wouldn't it be something if Keith was the one dropping those condoms everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> find the um, worst-reviewed hotel downtown. Just so he could bad Yelp it. It must be like a good review. If I mean, you must leave a good review if you're a returning customer. Yeah, it's like an old hotel, so it has that charm of what of condoms it, and of could be exactly. it was it smells really old and has but you uh, nothing has like spunk it. all over the walls. Forty. We went to the we like went to the it. restaurant downstairs like late. We came back late, but we hadn't eaten, so we were like, ah, is there something? Can we get something to go? Or you know, or, yeah, I know y'all are closing. Can we get something? It's like five minutes. He was like, no. Nah. <laughs> Because you just expect it, yes, right? Well, I was like, you know, like there's something in the back. You could just give me an egg or something. I don't know, whatever. They're like, no. When they basically tell you no, that's what happened at K Town when I was at that um, the the karaoke bar. Every drink we had at, I had asked for it. He was like, nah. No, we got. I work from Monday to Thursday, where nobody usually comes here. On the weekend is when the bartender's really here. Don't don't ask me for no shit. That's takes work they didn't have anything like, well, in the menu is what you're saying everything you pointed to if it had work then i was like well can you put uh cranberry and vodka in the same glass together he was like i you get that i can't get that or beer <laughs> it was either that or beer. you have to come I, up I with your own out. concoction because they didn't know yeah. how to mix it they were and like... he had that face like don't be asking me for all that shit man. <laughs> like all I'm doing is watching the door to make sure. You were your everything. own alcohol mixologist, man. Yeah, yeah. ain't gonna be none of that. Ain't gonna be none of that. Can you here. put a little okay. bit of this and a little bit of that. So get out of here with that. What you think this? Is? It's Thursday night. What you think this is? Not that kind of place. So are you still eating a lot of vegan, Keith? I mean, I don't really know of anything I won't eat, but um. <laughs> <laughs> mayonnaise. You don't we like made some mayonnaise. Indian the other night. Uh, <laughs> some vegetable korma, and uh... I forgot you'd eat through it if even if you don't like it. That's right. Oh, yeah, you eat tears. 
tears coming down my eyes. <laughs> Snow mayo. And, um, Don't like the mayo. <laughs> no, yeah, I keep trying to do good and slip up. So, what are some I'm, of the uh, slip ups? Like, do you still go back and have like ten fish fillet or no? No, we we went to this uh, European market and the guy had this stuff from like Poland and Germany, and so we got like real corned beef hash, like like a tube of it, and. Um, <laughs> You ate yeah, it. Michelle's not gonna eat it, so I you had to ate eat the, the whole. Somebody gotta eat it. I mean, in one sitting, I mean, <laughs> they let it go to waste. Somebody I mean, gotta eat it. And they it's say there really are no there. more heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't really heat that up. <laughs> After nobody, won't get the same crispiness. Uh, but uh, no. I don't know. It's just been a little of everything. You threw it. I know, I, like I, I I did that. I drunk vegan meatballs and like real spaghetti. It's like doesn't really help. No. I had a Big Mac at twelve o'clock on Friday. No, Saturday actually. It was midnight. I like it's ordering 20. from the apps now because you get. Deals. I know. You, well, you, well, I like it because you get deals, like you get coupons, and you get a free, that too. free this and free yeah. that. I that I don't. I, I used to like. Why do people order from this? Like, I couldn't figure it out, and now now it's I know. Too easy. Well, now I know yeah. it's easy. They have it ready, and then you get something. You get points. Yes, you do. Or they got and two for some, ones they're, or whatever. They're, they're substantial too. Like you could get a free sandwich like every so often. You know. You get free meals like BBQs. Yeah. You can get like a whole free chicken. Like you buy one get one free, like a whole chicken, and or or a thing of or a rack of ribs. You get one rack and you get the other one free. Like it's uh, a lot. That's a lot of food. Like they don't they don't care. They want you to order, especially on the weekends. I never heard of get you. heard of a tube of corned beef. Is it just? It's not hash. It's just corned beef. No, it's corned beef hash. But uh, <laughs> but, in, but a in, in a tube. A big tube. Yeah. Like it sounds like, like wow. Micah and Bill using can. a tube of fish. What is that? Mm-hmm. Oh no. They used to buy those mayonnaise tubes and eat that fish. Like that's no. crazy. Not it, like this. Do you, Do you mean like a not a tube, like a tube of toothpaste, but like they're wrapped in a cylinder, right? Like a like, like a, a sausage. sausage. Yeah, like Jake. a sausage. That was a fried egg on top, but um, well, that's gotta good. You gotta have you gotta have good eggs. On. Gotta be scrambled. I can't eat it like that. Oh, with hash though, I like the yolk. No, I don't like yolk. I like it fried hard. I fried bet you hard. do, big boy. <laughs> <laughs> we fried just fall hard. right into our characters, don't we? They <laughs> 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 can't help it. Yeah, so some flapjacks and some uh, bagels. All in one sitting with the corn. Beans. I mean, <laughs> it was it was the weekend. I'm saying the weekend. How are you alive? I ask myself that every day. Hard work. <laughs> flapjacks, corned beef, eggs. 
Oh my I God. bought like a bunch of stuff. I was I trying bought... to recreate Shady Maple at yeah. <laughs> my house. <laughs> when oh, I you... get Italian, I bring home like two things of chicken parmesan spaghetti, two spaghetti and meat sauces and meatballs, and I will eat that shit in two days. No, but you eat it like sporadically. I've seen I've seen you like fail at restaurants. Like you don't eat all your plate. You like take it with you. Of John's, I will. Of John's, I do. Yeah, I've never seen it. Like even when we're at conventions, you like stop short. I'm like, keep. Yeah, because I'm eating throughout the day. By the time we get to dinner, <laughs> I'm eating throughout the day. It's like a lightweight. Like I'm like I'm like Keith. I want to clean my plate. It's yeah. It's like I clean like my plate in the army, by putting so. it in the box. I like leftovers. Okay. <laughs> I like eating in the middle of the night. There's nothing like eating some spaghetti or something in the middle of the night. I do I, I, I do like on vacation though, like if I want to eat at four AM, I'm gonna eat at four AM. Yeah. I don't care. That's right. <laughs> so if you're like Campbell, if you wanna eat chicken wings. Oh my god. Like, you wanna eat it. I for can't three believe days that guy straight. ate ate hot wings and then yeah. used all our bathroom towels. To clean his hands. It I mean, <laughs> it was it was like freaking barbecue All it was sauce was grease. everywhere. Grease everywhere. Remember when we ate at Foco the Chow and he had all that freaking meat table was full of. I'm like, why did you put it on a plate where you could get another plate? Why would you put it? He had like this like meat favorite... puddle, like a puddle of meat under. <laughs> he put it on the tablecloth. I'm like, he's like, that's what it's for, right? He's like he doesn't know what a napkin is. Like he's got it all over his face. The oh, white, no. the white tablecloth. Like it's a white tablecloth that they serve <laughs> you on, and it it looked like a puddle of meat. Like <laughs> he just like goes to town, man, like caveman style. No home training. Mm-mm. Yeah, we had to call for towels after he was done because this is like <laughs> we can't shower and have a towel to, with all this wing sauce all over. You don't want to get your intimates uh, yeah. spicy. spicy. It would burn Spiced a little up. bit. Yeah, burn a little bit. <laughs> well, is everybody losing their uh, energy? I think I think I think, I think Bill uh, went to sleep. Mm-hmm. But Bill should be wide awake. Or he's eating he's eating a cracker. Like or beans? Something. He can eat them crackers while he's talking. <laughs> he <laughs> went meat. Hey, to... like he eat meat. I have to meet me myself to eat my crackers. No, they're not crackers. You're um, eating one of those uh, blueberry uh, cookies. It's a cran- yeah, cranberry and orange. Cranberry and orange. That's not real it. food. You could eat that while we're talking. <laughs> he always goes prepared to a con though. Day. He's got snacks. He takes snacks with him. And then he doesn't New snack. He got God, I will just say, God, I'm hungry, and then he pulls it out and then <laughs> eats it in front of me. <laughs> and then doesn't offer me anything. Doesn't offer me anything at a con. That's... He's like, Oh, I'm glad mm-hmm. I brought this from the hotel room. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
I only and had that's a couple. Your and that's your best friend, huh, Mike? <laughs> you, you could have grabbed, they were sitting on the table, you could have grabbed a handful as you were walking out the door. Uh, uh, <laughs> Is it my fault you didn't? I did that in the movie theaters, actually. Last, uh, my, some co-workers and I went to go see Little Mermaid, yeah. and partway through, I was bored, and so I reached my pocket and was like, oh my goodness, I have Clementines in here. <laughs> 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 So you had fruit. That's a good trick. You go yeah. snuck your food into the. <laughs> and he's just peeling these things, uh -huh. eating them. <laughs> I brought I I brought a thing of White Castles in the movie. <laughs> I did. It was like right outside. I went on my way. I went and got it, and then because they twenty four hours hamburgers, I went and got it, and then it was eating White Castles while I was sitting there, like the old man that I am. But I remember when I grew up, we didn't have a lot of money. So we went to a movie, it was kind of a big deal. And my mom would get this like huge purse, like it, Yes. My mom is like four like four foot. Like she's like four mm -hmm. foot two. She's real tiny. But she'd get mm -hmm. this purse that looked like a duffel bag. And, and, <laughs> and she would she would pack like a six pack of Cokes. Oh, Pop, she would make her own popcorn, so we'd have all the popcorn, and then we'd each have a sandwich, and she'd sneak these into the movie theater because <laughs> mm -hmm. we never wanted to pay for the popcorn. There. People still do it. People still do that. <laughs> stop. When you got more than one kid, yeah, people it's still expensive. do that stuff. Yeah, it's it's really expensive. Yeah. That's, like That's why I'm like, you know what? I could wait for that movie. I'm well, like, I'm not trying to. If you have a big family and it's like six kids or even two, you can almost get a hundred bucks, you know? Yeah, we saw Spider-Verse, and there would be, like, a family of, like, ten people running in there. I'm like, what is this? Yeah. yeah. That's insane. That's insane. Was it – is this the new one or the yeah, – the new, the new one. How was it? It was really good. I really liked it. Was it as good as the first or better? Hmm. See, I like it more, but I also just saw it yesterday, so, like – Catch me in a few weeks. Oh, okay. You know how it goes sometimes. Yeah. You're like you get out of the, I got out of the movie theater and I was vibrating. I was like, this is, I'm having a great time. But I just, like, I just hate movie theaters now. I don't, I don't. I mean, after COVID, the movie I don't theater really isn't, the, isn't the best, ex, best experience in the world. I no. still go masked up because I don't trust these, especially with kids, especially at a kids movie. Yeah. I, mm -mm. Oh, Little disease carriers everywhere. I rather go when no one is there. Yeah. Or not yeah go. So I just wait a couple of weeks. Yeah. And That's what we normally show. do, but we got $5 tickets to the IMAX version, so we were like, you know what? Yeah, you can't pass on that. I might go see that in the movie theater because how it looks, but like I've been three stuff, times in this past month, and I haven't before that. I hadn't been since the pandemic, I don't think. That's not true. Right. We saw a glass onion, so never mind. Mm. I'm a liar. I liar. Saw, <laughs> we saw Fast and Furious, and then I saw Little Mermaid with my coworkers, and then we watched Spider-Verse uh, yesterday. And I won't go to the movies again until like I don't know. Till till we till next week. Out. <laughs> and it comes out so soon, like it, you don't. It's not even like. Yeah, but it's like not. It's not TV. the same experience for me. Like I like the po movie theater popcorn. Oh, it's better for me. Yeah. If I, I had wanted to see Ant Man, Quantumanium in the movie theater, I'd have been. I'd have really been disappointed. Yeah, I've been going as many times and as often as I'm allowed. Like even remember they had that break there, and then all of a sudden you could go again. Yeah. Right. And then they closed it down again. We were, we probably went like three or four times oh, in that wow. little span. Because yeah, like you said, that's that's enjoyment for us is to go see it. 
in the big screen. I, I like I it. Say. I like it because it's no distraction. Like when I'm here, there's just too much. Like you're at your house. You and can pause it. There, you can pause it. The your phone is there. The phone rings. The you, I I don't know. I I like the. You get hungry. Yeah, you get hungry. You go go to the fridge. <laughs> I like the worst. I I have though is uh, after my second beer, I, I, I usually have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> but that's gonna happen to me regardless if I'm in the movie theater or not. I gotta pee anyway. That's the only. Oh difference. my god, Black Panther two was the worst because uh, that movie is long oh, as hell and it's long. all and it's all water yeah. and like yeah. I'm, I'm like, ooh, this is bad. <laughs> Credits and hit, I drink a and soda I'm, and, I, and I, run, I run out of the theater. I'm oh like, my god. <laughs> I just said the hell. It's a I'm it's going. a gamble too, because you don't know if you're gonna miss something critical. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like black you try, you try to short. you try to get it like in a talking like oh they're gonna talk for five minutes. I try to do exactly. it now. And yeah. I always I always do like forget the center row anymore. I'm in the I'm in the we're the exact same way we get them I'm, right towards the i don't want to have to go through nobody because yeah, this part. might not be my first time unless i just had five white castles i might have to run back up in there a minute i, 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 I love talking to you guys you make me feel so young <laughs> <laughs> hey you'll be there in a few years yeah you'll be there <laughs> Don't sit. You ain't sitting on that island there, your youngin' self. So long. Listen, you're gonna go watch Oppenheimer and realize you're dying. Forget a half hours into this movie. Well, I, I, not, I, I and wait for that movie to come out, dude. I'm gonna watch that movie over like a month and a half on TV. Yeah, that's a long movie. Now I'll still go to I'll still go to the movies. I'll sit in the back row center because there's never anybody else when I go to the movies. It's always like I go in like Sunday night, so it's always. Totally empty. It's awesome. Yeah, that's what I have to do it. I think the, the most crowded theater I've been to in months was I actually went to see the the Common Rider one day release. Oh yeah, last week, and like the theater was full, and it was like the only time I've seen that happen. Right, this is the only time you can go see the movie. Yeah. yeah. So put the, you know, give me these special releases on the weekend, please. Thank you. <laughs> no way. Then other people would go. <laughs> yeah, I don't want that. We usually go, go to the, the theater, but, so. we usually go to the early features which aren't bad like the ones that yeah, are nine I'm a 10 a.m. person. Well, the 10 a.m. 9 a.m. feature they're good because like the families can't get their kids together that early. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like you you avoid that kid interaction and there's I missed the 6 a.m. Remember <laughs> when Claire and I first started dating? We mm-hmm. used to go hit. They used to have the 8 a.m. showing for all the new movies. They stopped all be there. That. Yeah. yeah, they stopped that a while ago. I'm like, New York was 24 hours. They would start it at 5 a.m. and just keep going. Oh, like, I, I loved it. I went to, that's how I saw it, uh, one of them Star Wars ones. I went at like 5 in the morning. See, I'd, I, I'd be worried if I went at 5 a.m., I'd fall asleep during the movie. Oh, I had a, a big ass jug of coffee. I had the whole. Well, maybe was, not at 5 a.m. I'd be more worried if I went to the midnight feature. Or the ten. Yeah, that I can't do. Aged out of midnight movies. Yeah, I can't do that shit. I can't do that shit. I gotta go to bed at like nine thirty. Like I'm, I'm, I'm. That's late. Nine thirty (laughs) p.m. I get up at three a.m. to walk this dog, man. 
I'm sitting in a chair at seven seven p.m. sitting there dozing. Like I can't do stuff like that no more, man. I can't do it. Yeah, I'd fall asleep at the movie theater. Mm-hmm. I think Ain't me and Barb fall. I think we fell asleep during Ant Man, Quantumania. Y'all did just just at, just at different times. <laughs> so like Barb will tell me, "Oh, you missed this," and I'll say, "Well, I missed this." <laughs> <laughs> I dozed off on it trying to watch it at home in the daylight in the middle of the day. It just did I haven't seen it yet. It did not keep it's not attention. bad, but it's not good. It I, ain't I good. My motivation just, hasn't it, been there. It just it is. is. I, I I mean Daryl didn't like it at all, but I didn't I didn't expect it. It was to. just mediocre. Is no, what I it didn't was. expect it. I really like Ant Man one and two. So do I. But so I, three, I this wasn't it even like that. it was going to be too big, and I was like, oh no, I just want Paul Rudd doing small crimes. Yeah. See, but this wasn't even like jokey. Like it it they, didn't they tried really to, the the jokes didn't land, and it lasted no. forever. It. It they was... tried to Star Wars it a little bit, and they tried to do little things with it, but it's but it took away the Ant Man part. You're, of it. You're, you're talking about one of the biggest Paul Rudd fans. Like I I love Paul Rudd, and did I... you ever scare him in the park? I did. <laughs> no, I never scared <laughs> him at the park. Yeah, the guy that never ages, man. He looks good for his age. I know. I'm sorry. Can we go back to this whole you scaring Paul Rudd in the park thing? I was delivering some. I was delivering some uh, payroll stuff, and I had to cut through Central Park to get to the building at the time. And he was walking, and I noticed him, and I went, "Hey!" And he saw me, and he just jumped for a minute, and he froze. And then when I said, said, "Hey, I like your movies," and then he was like, "Oh, he's not gonna rob and kill me." And then he was like, thank you. Like, you could see the relief. Like, he just was like, and he just started smiling again. He was like, all right. He was like, yeah, ew, whew, I almost died. You got to be careful, Daryl. I, I did that to George Perez once. I was like, it's all your fault. And he looked up at me like, what? what? <laughs> Man, I love wild. comics so much. You're such a hero of mine. He's like, oh, okay. Jeez, why would you say that to that man? I love I love that you were able to go up to George Perez though. And it and, and ask him though for a Don Quixote. Like that was like awesome because nobody's gonna ask nobody on the planet. No. No, he's gonna ask he, for a commission of Don Quixote, and he got excited. He goes, "I, you know, I was in Don Quixote." <laughs> yeah. I yeah, thought you were like, gonna try to kill it. me, but <laughs> well, no, that was the first time I'd uh, seen. This was the second time. <laughs> <laughs> the second time I scared him at first. He's talking about it. He started singing the songs and stuff. I was like, yeah. all right, rest nice. in peace. Yeah, he was a good, a good guy. Always nice too. He never looked like he never wanted to be there. Which I saw him. Could, I saw him on his final day. tour. Mm-hmm. On his last convention tour. Yeah, he had like one more set up too, and it was just too much. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to stay for the whole thing, like, and and he didn't have to. That was an awesome stay. panel, though. Marv, like Marv Wolfman, and and him together. In, oh, one of their la- in one of their last panels, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Had to be. Incredible. Those guys loved each other. The other the other one I love to see, like I won't miss, is Sergio Aragonis, man. Uh, <laughs> that, that guy is, his panels are awesome. When he's with Mark Evanier, 
Oh my yeah, god. The stories they have. Yeah. They've been working together for 30 years or whatever. They have some great One stories. One I like who was who's the um is it Keith? What's his name? From um he did he did with Paul Levitz, he did uh Legion and he also did Oh, Keith Giffen. Yeah, Keith Giffen. I love Keith Giffen. He is so freaking grumpy, and he's like, "I'm gonna say whatever I want to say because I'm I'm at an age where I don't give a shit. I don't think he gave a shit back then either. Because I've earned it. I've earned it all." And he's like, "And so they like he did the thing where they had the team from from uh, from uh, that Paul Levis was on there, and it was like a bunch of older creators that he had worked with, and they, every time they'd say something like." Well, I tried to do this or that, and he would go to Keith, and he'd be like, I didn't give a shit about none of that. I would just take that <laughs> stuff. Everything he wrote down, I would just look at it and throw it in the garbage. I'd be on the bus, and I'd see it, and he said he wrote all of it, and he was like, I just drew what I wanted to draw. That's how I did it. it oh, my God. He was just... That was... I went to a great panel with Keith Giffen, uh, Jam Jam Mateus, and uh, yeah. Kevin McGuire. It was awesome yeah. panel. Were you? Yeah. The, that was probably this. We were in the same I think panel. That was us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's. Oh my god, it's so great. That was a good panel. And some of those <laughs> panels are just freaking amazing. Yeah. I'm Here gonna go. I think I'm gonna panel. go to more panels this this time now that I'm older. Heroes has Heroes has a lot of the old timers this year. Yeah. <laughs> And the pro tip is the panels are free. I'm telling yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Is Shooter is Shooter there this year? I believe so. Yeah, I think he is. Surprise if he wasn't. Oh man, the is last it... panel we went to, me and Bill went to, it was so awesome because oh, the, the, great. the guys forgot to help him. The guy the media oh, guy. No. So... Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to have a screen or whatever for to show his slides. Yeah. And he oh, goes, he went off. Yeah, he's like, these incompetent people, they schedule me and then they can't even support me. And he goes, but you know it. what? I'm good enough. I could just do this by, I'll just wing it. Love it. Love it. And he was talking to like one of the guys who works there and he was like kind of ordering him around and stuff. Yeah, and, uh -huh. it was awesome. I got to see, it was good because we got to see like what he's really like, like what would it be like working for him, working you know, when he's talking him. to someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He takes control. It's like wow. Oh yeah, he don't give a shit. He's awesome. the The other panels that I like a lot are the Top Cow guys. They do really good panels. I haven't gone to many of the Top Cow panels. Yeah, those guys have like a a lot of good discussions. So I hope there's some good good panels at 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 this con. I'm looking forward to them. That was a good panel I went to. Was the uh, Xenoscope guys? I don't like think the, I went with the you. The creators. Yeah, I think that was at a C2E2 one year. Yeah, I don't. That's I didn't interesting because they that just one. basically started a company up, started Xenoscope up. They didn't even really know a lot about comics. They just wanted to. They had this idea of putting out right. fantasy or fairy tale books for a more adult audience and started up their company. I would I would love to ask go to a panel if they're there because I have so much questions just to, just on their format because it's so interesting to me like they're the first ones that do one shots like 
they just stick out these one shots, these 90 page one shots. And I, I just don't know how viable that is, but they must be doing all right because I guess, yeah, they still, everyone's going now. They have, they have, yeah, everybody's doing it now. They haven't stopped, you know, I guess when overhead is not that much, I mean, they keep it, they keep it down. Right. Well, there's a lot of uh, independent companies that were blowing up and now are, Dying on the vine. Aftershock. Cutting back. Because they do too much. Aftershock was AWA even. AWA had that Marvel money because you had Alonzo Mm -hmm. and all those guys. They're they're down to two bucks two books a month. Valiant Mm -hmm. is one. Yeah, Aftershock owes. I mean, the amount of money they owe creators is insane. Yeah. And how they do and the way they're doing those creators by when they um, went. They declare bankruptcy and now they don't have to pay. They stall. There's they've been stalling all uh, the paying all these creators at the same time still doing comics. That's the shit that seems it feels like it should be illegal. Like until you pay people, you should not be allowed to do more comics with other people and not you know and pay them and not pay the ones that you owed before that. Yeah, it seems like aftershock action lab. Had had its craziness with yeah, creators. Yeah, similar stuff. Clusterfuck. Oh yeah, that's God. a clusterfuck, for sure. A lot of good people got shafted in that action. Still lab. getting it. I yeah, mean, pe- pe- well, people still. we know. Like, yeah, I mean, there was yeah. Sean Pryor. They're there still was having court cases. Action. Still doing there was, I mean, there yeah. was Dave Dwanch. I mean, they, they had a lot mm-hmm. of people that we we know personally. Those cases in, are on still staff, pending. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just like crazy. Yeah. Like they put, they were putting out their free comic book day was princeless, and then Jeremy Whitley was like, "We have no idea what this is because we don't, we don't haven't given them any." Well, what they did was the last thing that they put out, which wasn't even finished. They took that and they're putting that out as if it's a one shot or something. It's Uh, an unfinished comic. They haven't even. It's supposed to be a like a mini. It's another miniseries. They never. They only started the first issue and then they weren't paying them, so they stopped. Well, I know, mm-hmm. I know the the zombie tramp guy finally got away from his contract because he's doing his stuff Kickstarter, and he's yeah, that he, was a he, fight too. But he's he's making more money, I think, now through crowdfunding than he is through Action Lab ever yeah. gave him. Well, I mean, he has the perfect title for Kickstarter. Yeah. yeah. And it was a popular book. I think it was a pretty popular. I think Zombie Tramp was their lifeline. I really yeah, do. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That and Princeless were pretty yeah. much. Yeah. For the kids, it, for, for the kids, it was Princeless, and for their adult yeah. line, it was Adults. Zombie Tramp. Right. That's why they didn't want to let them go. Yeah. They were their bank. Yeah, they were their bank. Yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's a mess. It's yeah, it is. It's such a thing now over the years, like. Source Point Press is drawing back a lot. Um, yeah. Scout and Vault seem stagnant, like they haven't changed at all. Well, they still owe money. I think Vault still has some cases too. <laughs> Valiant has totally changed. I can't believe they're <laughs> still viable with one book a month. Barely. I know, right? They only do like one book. That's crazy. I hope they, they don't. Probably get a- die I, that's what i hope i'll take my xo i'll take whatever they put out but i don't want i don't know how much away. longer they could do this yeah they, so. they're making enough money off of one book to pay no it can't I, be I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure the 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 investors 
who came in after Dinesh or who booted out Dinesh are probably just still trying to bank on their last Hollywood hopes before shuttering the whole thing. Probably. Yeah. Well, the COVID killed Bloodshot. I think it would have made a lot more money if it came out during a non-COVID time. Yeah. Mm. They they they, they hit that bubble like when COVID yeah. was breaking out. They got like one week in before the theater shut. Yeah, it was. Just yeah, they did. Yeah, and I, that I was. A, I like that movie too. So that was a good movie. Not that it was bad. Well, they did good because they they took the brain like how they were programming him to go, you know, think this and think that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked the. I like. I think Bloodshot got the shaft. I think it could have done more in a healthy movie environment oh sure yeah whatever whatever happened to that quantum and woody show that they were making i think it just died on the vine it died on the vine yeah they were starting it and they were and then they just they killed it it was supposed to be on the cw if i'm not mistaken they're supposed to do a harbinger movie too yeah yeah Oh, yeah, that was the thing. They couldn't get it under one. Well, right now it's got to be a place. horrible environment because they see the the Marvel movies and the DC movies aren't living up to expectation. So mm-hmm. who's gonna take a chance on an indie film? It, it, mm-hmm. I, I just think they're trying to be risk averse, and now they have to deal with AI. Like AI's write my script. Oh, put these two directors together and do this. Well, what they've been doing is what they they would have you if the now with the strike and you can't talk to any writers. What they would do is they would they would say, would you consult on the film? Yeah, which is basically that we pay you. We'll pay you to consult because it's really not writing. You're just consulting. And then the director will claim the writing part of it and write it. Well, yeah, I think I think that's what they've been doing. Well, um, although the, the Writers Guild did say that no, if you're a writer on strike, you're not supposed to work for anything else either. Right, but it's supposed to be solidarity. You're supposed to do it out of solidarity, not. But what they've been trying to get around with some is mm-hmm. that they say consult, and they've been trying to attract people to do shows. They're like, we're going to give you a show, but you'll be the consultant on it. And so, mm-hmm. depends on how long that could go. Because if you're still offering money. And this yeah. thing goes long, and you're not one of the writers making six figures. You're one of the other writers who are like nine to five, mm-hmm. and you got to eat and you got a family. Yeah. Well, the strike, the, longer the, this strike goes, the strike is doing a lot of stuff though. Is the studio? But they are... lost the directors though. That's the bad thing. Well, I, I thought the uh, Actors Guild and then the Directors Guild was going to follow the writers one. I thought they it... were supposed to, but the director they cut the directors a deal. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's recent. Well, I know Justin, well, has... Justin Bateman is a software engineer, and she was talking about on her Twitter feed how AI is affecting all the writers and actors and everything. Because well, it's a big part of the strike. Yeah, well, they could. You you you've seen those like fakes with Tom Cruise as Austin Powers and shit like that online. It's crazy what they're doing. So, yeah, the DGA got it. They reached a deal. Oh, they did just they? Read it. They just reached it ten hours ago. Was there was new. there an actor guild one too though? Or 
Yeah, there's a there's a writers guild and actors guild. They don't have a deal, but the directors would also come. In. They were hoping to have all of them strike at the same time because that would kill anything. Right. Made. But now the directors took that money, and they took that deal. It's it still killed at least two Marvel projects. Um, oh, it killed multiple. Killed all the Star Wars stuff that they were in the middle of making. It killed Blade. It killed um, Thunderbolts. Thunderbolts. Um, it killed. There's something else they were doing too, yeah. Marvel wise, but it killed that. Like, it killed a bunch of stuff. Like, because they were holding it. I mean, that because they the thing was Disney had nothing ready. Like they're so far behind, they need the writers. That's how far behind they are on doing it because everything got pushed back. So they have nothing written ready to go. So they're hurt. Like it'd be different if they had it all. The scripts were all done, and they just have to, you know, make it. But that's not the case. That's why everything is pushed back with uh, with MCU and and uh, Lucas Films. All that shit they kept announcing. None of that stuff was ready. Nobody worked on anything yet. Like that's. I why feel I, was, I feel bad it, for all those people, but on, from a consumer perspective, for me personally, like the strike at least slows down the fire hose, so I could get caught up on some shit. Because I I just. I, I feel like I don't have that much time to watch stuff, mostly because of comics, right? My most, I think 80% of my free time goes to comic books. So that 20%, I, it's just like they're, they're, I can't watch everything I want to watch. I don't even rush to do it anymore. I take my time. I just watch it as I, as I want. Yeah, we're like, watching. That's how I do it now. Our one show, I Barb can... She stays up till 4 a.m. so she could watch a lot of crap. But I, uh, we're only watching like right now, Fatal Attraction, on on Paramount Plus. I can't. I tried to watch that. But oh, it's, it is it, it is a slow burn, but it's pretty good. Like it. You're not Michael Douglas. N- no, <laughs> it's not. I I I I can see how people drop off like with the first episode or maybe the second. Because it's just like they're feeding you like, and they're doing the time stuff like crazy. It's going like because they're doing it like they like Showtime did the affair. Yeah, that's how they're doing it. Where it's already happened, something already happened, and then they're going back. Well, sometimes I even have to ask Barb, and when we're watching the show, are they current time or are they back in the past? Because the only thing you could go by is the hair. Like the guy's hair, they fuck it up in the yeah. future. They did the same. They even hired the same guy from the affair. Like <laughs> that dude was it? He played one of the characters in the affair. He was the husband. Yeah. In that. So it was just they're doing it that way. Like when I was looking at it, I was like, and I watched. I used to watch the affair. I liked that show um, at first until it got to the last season and they messed it up. When they got rid of the the lead, the woman lead in that, that's when it it went to shit. But, was that a network show? No, that was a Showtime show. Oh, Showtime. That was a hit for them, uh, for Showtime. Now, their now hit. their hit is Yellow Jackets, right? I haven't seen that either. I started it. It's I good. saw season it one. It is good. I really want to see that. Yeah. I heard it's but really me and my good. Friend, it is. Re- it is. It is really, really good. Like just from jump, it's really good. But I'm watching it with somebody else, and so we can't watch it without the other. She better not. Ah. She's in trouble. <laughs> We don't have Showtime anymore. We cut our. We cut well, our. I got Paramount Plus, and I added it onto that. I I, I'm that tempted deal. to get it because it's like five ninety nine, but additional. 
But uh, yeah. I don't know. Mike, you spend a thousand dollars a week on comics. You can't spend five. <laughs> I've, I, I've I've reduced a lot. Like I don't know if Barb You're told still you. Reducing no, no, she my box it. isn't a refrigerator box anymore. It's it's a little Half diamond a box. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a it's diamond a little box. Mini, the little mini fridge. Yeah. Okay, it's still a lot of comics. It's still a lot, but it's a lot less because yeah. I. I reduce cost wise though they're all going up to like four ninety nine. It's ridiculous. Yes. Dude. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I, I, I got out of like buying monthly comics for I a while. Do it I came, and I came back and I was like, yeah. oh, I don't know how anyone can do this. Like, I don't know how this is possible. Plus, <laughs> I don't even read it. I don't read enough of it to justify. I'm like, why am I rushing and buying it weekly when when you wait a month? It's gonna mo- take me a minute. To yeah, it's gonna it. take me a minute to read it anyway. So I might as well just. Do the pay the thing for the year for Marvel Unlimited and do the thing for the year for DC. I've already spent the money that I spent on both of those accounts. I've already read more than that already. In so one, it's like, well, I, well, I yeah. actually think like just just let's just take authority. You you read authority mm. and all the one bad day. The one bad yeah. days were almost like six ninety nine each. Yeah, if, if not five, they might have been five ninety nine. Add to that the but Superman no, book. No, if you, if you, yeah. you just add up that authority and the one bad day, you've already got your money's worth. I spent a hundred already on the DC. No, exactly. Yeah. You spent a hundred dollars. You already got your money's worth for the year. That you and just paid. the X Men stuff alone, I've already read a hundred dollars oh. stuff uh, just on that. <laughs> it, it's crazy how like I can buy like four single issues of a comic. Or I can buy, like, a volume of manga that's, like, 300, 400 pages and pay the same amount of money. I mean, I went, I bought, I recently, so I bought um, the Milestone Compendiums. I have both of those now. Oh, yeah. And I got them through in-stock trades or whatever, right? Yeah. And so I, so I, pay, I didn't pay the full price. But, like, looking at how much comics I am, like, now rereading through, um, the price differential to do that to go monthly on like the new milestone stuff, which I started reading through, and it's like you know what, I'll just get DC Unlimited for a month or two and pop through these because like it's I'm not spending three, like four or five bucks a month. No, nope. well, on, if, this, if, on if each you... on each individual book. Yuck. Well, Micah, I don't know if you have the Ultra, but they they release the milestone book a lot of that the week. books that week mm-hmm. of. So yeah. it's like you don't even have a weight on some of the books. Oh my goodness! Yep. And I still can't get through half. Well, like well, I have so much stuff. But but, but but they're they're doing that a lot with some of the lower selling titles. They're released the mm-hmm. week the week yep. of. It's not even a month wait. Which is smart to do that. Like you know they're already only you know selling with right. so much. You don't want to wait too long. Well, they have because that. I might buy a trade later, but right. Well, they have that like new Asian line of books too mm-hmm. that just started. Mm-hmm. They came out day in the of release. Which I read a couple already. Yeah, the Virgil. Like uh, yeah, I wouldn't have bought that if I had to buy City Boy, and I can't remember what week. the other one is. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to read that like that. I, don't, I ain't taking chances on a when all them things are that expensive. I ain't taking chances on new books like that. Mm-hmm. Just wouldn't be able to afford it. Even though I can't afford it, I don't. I just can't justify that for my to do that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. It's like in in theory, I can afford to buy more books 
but it's just I have a hard time getting over that threshold when it's like if I look at all the books I want to actually read, I can't like in good faith come through and be like, All right, so this week my total will be seventy five dollars. Like, no thanks. No. <laughs> like, It'd be one thing if I read it if I read all that stuff like that, but I don't. I read it I read it in a bunch. Like it'd be days I won't read any comics and then like yesterday, it's like it'd be a day where I read almost fifteen comics in one in one day. Right. Like I just finished. Uh, what was the Amazon's book from last year? Trial of the was Amazons. It? Yeah, I just finished that. I I, I really liked that. I, oh, I, I thought too many that, issues. That, that I was. See <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. I got, like, I got like Child of the Amazons. I got like two or three Nubia books. Yeah. I got a uh, Wonder Girl. Yeah. Like, what? like yo, and the two books, a lot the two, of stuff. Wonder and Woman and going. the two book, the, the two bookends. <laughs> but the way you read it, Micah, is the same way I read it. Like in one sitting, and it read, mm-hmm. it read really, really well. Like it was really good. Yeah, I was into it. Cause it was, but, it yeah. started white with like with the murder of Hippolyta. It was really good. Right. Yeah. Hippolyta. I can never pronounce that. Thermoscara is the only thing I can pronounce right. Like You're such a man. What 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 is <laughs> well, Hippo, Hippolyta has the lover, is it Philip I can't Philomena? Philip Philomena. Philip, uh, <laughs> see I can't Philippa's pronounce it. Yeah, Philip Philippa. <laughs> yeah. Philippa. So it's really confusing. All the names I can't get right. See, we woke. and now they had the uh what is it the lazarus pit where hera was the evil Mm -hmm. yeah which i read all that lazarus planet stuff i would never have tried to read that stuff back to dark crisis i do have my (laughs) only take is that i was really excited that it didn't interrupt anything like dark crisis might as well have not existed in the yeah. other books I was reading, I'm re- I get Batgirls. Um, it was like nothing happened there, and like some of the Batman books, nothing happened. It, well, the thing that I liked about Dark Crisis personally is it didn't interrupt any ongoings. Period. No, nothing. If it did, it was Let's like go. it was like uh, Young Justice, Dark Crisis, Death, right. Deathstroke. I think Deathstroke is the only book that got interrupted, and it went from um doing stuff on the run up and then it turned into an origin story or whatever. Yeah. Well the the he was Deathstroke, apparently important. Deathstroke got interrupted with the one event that went across Robin, uh Deathstroke and the Lazarus Pit stuff. Yeah, Batman, the Batman Robin. versus Robin. I yeah. was, so I I got yeah. caught up on Batman versus Robin stuff uh just on a whim. I didn't realize that that was going to be like a big event. Because it seemed extremely goofy. Like, he's fighting some, like, ye old Chinese demon. And then all of a sudden, that's the entire event for the next year. Because it ran through. <laughs> yeah, because it started in what in um, World's Finest. Like, just at the yeah. end. It wasn't even really a start. Like, it just was like, they, got, they fought that dude, and then it was over. And then you see Robin at the end pop up at the gate to open it. And then it's it. Right. Like, you don't hear it anymore about it in World's Finest. And then... It's in the other, in the other books. So it's like, yeah, it. Like I'm kind, I'm kind of, I'm kind of reverting back to my old ways because my old ways was just wanting to read Marvel and DC, and then I went on this like indie thing, like where it was almost all independent, 
and now I'm going back to just wanting to read Marvel and DC. It's so weird. You go back in the phase. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm in this phase where I just want to read superhero. It's so odd. I haven't read. I like those, but then my favorite book last year was Do a Powerbomb. Yeah. And so I still have to like go out and find other stuff because sometimes when some one of these things hits, it was like wow. I was I thought I did not know that book was going to be good at all when I first picked up that first issue out of it. That guy's. I just really, got it out of curiosity. That guy is really good, though. Yeah, as a comic book creator, mm-hmm. right? the guy who draws it—I can't remember his name. Ah, it's oh, gonna drive me crazy. This is the old age thing. Mm-hmm. Don't, Don't you remember hurt who does yourself. it? Is that Daniel Warren? Johnson? Yeah. Thank you. Yep. There you go. I haven't read it yet. It's good. I read the first one. I haven't read the ones beyond it. It's stuff where I'm like, when I really want to, I'll catch up. I'll, you know, pick up a trade or something. I mean, yeah, I do like getting caught up on stuff all in a, like I read, I came into the X-Men Krakoa stuff late. I had no idea what was going on. I mean, being out of the loop in comics is actually kind of awesome. So sure, it gets confusing every now and then, but then someone will come up to you and be like, you read this new X-Men stuff? And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And they're like, they're like they have their own island. It's like whatever, dude. But actually, the trades are all in order. You can just read what Dawn of whatever Dawn of X. Uh, you read Hoxpox, and then you go Dawn of X one through fifteen or whatever. And it's like, wait, I can just get them from the library, and I can read the whole thing without having to worry about like which of these six books matters. Like that was great. It, that was incredible. That that's a, a benefit of waiting. Is is usually you can just like Google, or or mm-hmm. just re, or just read the collection, which is gonna put everything in order for you i think right. house of ten was the last time i was getting stuff regularly i was buying stuff current oh you were still you know, on the jonathan hickman house oh, of house well i love 10. x-men but See, I love this, is, x-men. this is me being real smart i thought, oh, I thought you were saying like i thought you were i thought you were i thought it was house of x no it's house of x no it's house of ten Wild. Oh, that's this is like the iPhone X Hick- actually being called the iPhone 10, and I just said lives because it's the 10, it's the the um, 10 year thing. Yeah, the, yeah. the lives of of uh, what you call it. The, more, more, more McTaggart. More has been going through the different lives. Yeah, so it's, yeah. It shows you all her lives just about up until a certain point. That's why, but it doesn't matter. I mean, if you could be having no, that, doesn't matter. I, <laughs> really I, doesn't matter. I am reading all the X Men stuff digitally. You know, on the app. Well, now, yeah, now after a while, they they branched out into so many because then so they weren't doing stuff, that many miniseries. Yeah, yeah, Hick- yeah, yeah, Hickman left to go do Substacks or whatever, and now mm-hmm. there's like 800 books. I'm like, yo, <laughs> and I was done. Like, I'm not into the Ayala mutants. Oh, I didn't on dig Mars? it as much, and I didn't. It was some other book. I didn't. I wasn't that into it as much. I think when they were going over in the boat, like Kitty was was um, was a pirate or whatever. Oh, Marauders. That was yeah, my Marauders. That was my, I lost. That was my favorite until I the started him, left. and then I lost interest on him, and then I was like, I stopped I during the event, whatever. Oh, the sword. Yeah, that did it. The, yeah, the I was like, you know what? Ten I will, and... I will come back later. <laughs> That shit was like 20 issues to, of, of parts, 20 parts or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they only did that because it was during COVID and the story. Right. So that was why they, and they needed to kind of stall. And you can tell because it looked like they stretched it longer than it needed to be. 
with, with the sword stuff. So I was like, you know what? I can wait. Three months? Okay. It's fine. Yeah, I just read and a Silver Age Superman. It took me an hour to read. <laughs> <laughs> and it, But it was awesome. It was so good. And I was like, man, they, they did like four stories in, in one book. And that would have taken, in today's world, like six, oh, six like 10 to Dude. 12 issues. Yeah. Even in the '90s, still like I was, I'm going back through the milestone stuff, and it's like the pace of storytelling is just not what's going on today. No, and yeah. it was really, honestly, it was a mistake on my part because reading the old stuff and then reading some of the new stuff, I was like, oh no, I should have waited in between because I really do like when the story is a little zippier. I I I I, I, do, I I do too. Yeah, I I I would agree with that 100%. You get that now a bit with um, Fantastic Four. Ryan North and Ivan Cole are, are they're more or less done in ones. There's a couple of like. Two I'm trying to finish that dang on Dan Slot run. Yeah, well, this is totally on its own. It's a totally yeah. Scary. I know. I just I'm just trying to. Be oh, I should check that out. Well, he he is going like at a older school pace, like. Yeah. Well, that sounds up my alley. Let's go. Well, it's it, it's it, you you get like a whole story. Like you finish it and you feel like, hey, I got a beginning, a middle, and an end. And then there's a yeah. thread, so it continues. I like the last that. issue that he did was about was focused on Doctor Doom because it was like issue it was like issue seven of the series, but issue seven hundred of the Legacy, so it was like a triple sized issue, and it was all about Doctor Doom. It was really good. Yeah, I gotta get caught up on that. I, I think I read the first three and I was like, I'm really liking this, and then I just got overwhelmed with everything else I'm getting. <laughs> and now, now <laughs> I'm in a, happens. now I'm in like a Superman love. Like, to be reading those Silver Age Superman is just got me into reading all the current Superman and then consuming as much as I possibly can get. I like Superman. At that time, Superman made this dude join the uh, the armed services overseas. Oh, that was in the that, that in the was war. in Superman number that. one. Yeah. Yeah, I read that. And I was like, "What the f?" I'm like, "What did he? You can't do what?" He well, was not like, not, not only that, but uh, he saved a woman from the electric chair. To mm-hmm. only bust another woman and put her in the electric chair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Superman was wild. Like that. Like, That's my old dude. Old school Superman was wild. Oh yeah. He's like, you're a bad guy. You're gonna go. You're gonna go to so and so in Africa, and you're gonna fight <laughs> in the war. It's like, but what? It, I'm it, not doing that. The Golden Age stuff even had like the political party stuff in it, where oh, it was very political. Yeah, mm-hmm. it had those people that pay the politicians, and he busted yeah. that one guy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, he told folks he was going to kill him. The the like, the, the, fascinating, the, the fascinating yeah. thing is like people don't know what they're talking about because they're like, I don't like my politics and my comics. But you can go it's back to any. You could go back to any era of any comic. Yeah and find politics in it. 
That's why I pay no mind to them. Uh, you got to wonder how many of those people are reading Captain America at any time in their entire uh, life. Entire life. <laughs> it's not a point of reading. It's just regurgitating what you saw someone else say yeah. online or whatever. That's what it is. They're just no, I know that. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying the irony of. Yeah, that's the irony. It's like, did you really read? Like when they say a character wouldn't do that. And I'm yeah. like, wait, even with Batman, even when like you could not like Tom's run, but when they were saying. Batman would never do that. Oh, you can point to exactly. And you go, yes, he did. He quit daily. There was somebody stories where he was about, he got with this woman and he was like, I'm out, Alfred. I'm not doing this shit no more. I'm going to get married. I'm going to get married. I'm done. Gotham can go fend for itself. Then Robin would cry. They'd find out the woman is actually. Yeah, yeah. And then something bad would happen or she's a criminal. She died. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like. And then he has to walk off into the sunset with the cowl on, like, I guess I'm destined to always, you know, be Batman. Like, that was always happening. Shit, like, that was always going on. Yeah, this Superman was the best ever, because Jimmy Olsen found an artifact an archaeologist gave him, and he says, you can make four wishes. And they were all for his buddy Superman, because he's like, oh, yeah. God, this is awesome. I, I want, you know, Superman's never had anybody, and Lo- like, he forgot that he Lois is in love with with Superman. So he says, I'm yeah. going to make a mate for him. Uh, he's She's going to be Supergirl. This was the Supergirl prototype issue. Oh yeah. And so mm-hmm. he wished to super, and that turned into a disaster. But my favorite was, my favorite was he made a wish for Superman to meet his parents. And instead of, I guess he was typing these, all his wishes out. He used the word mate instead of meet. So mm-hmm. he's going to, I hope that, that Superman could go mate his parents. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. M-A-T-E. And I was like, this is the best ever. So he's like, <laughs> he goes back Very to sick. Krypton before they have sex. <laughs> That's before OnlyFans. My goodness. But but I Very actually sick. thought the way I read it is he's going to go mate his parents. Like <laughs> he watched what, what the comic interpret him is he's going to go back in time and watch before they mate have sex before they had him but yeah it's it was it was the best ever it's so cool. oh it's crazy it's crazy stories are insane anything superman does they're like oh no he would never do that. i'd be like listen read that old stuff <laughs> he, did, he did crazier stuff than that yeah but you haven't well, read guys, it i have some afternoon chores to do afternoon on the weekend. delight delight that's what you're talking that's what about. i thought that's <laughs> the first thing i thought of meeting afternoon delight, afternoon delight. <laughs> so yeah i should I go i gotta go do. and i gotta go do get my hair done and everything so i can get ready for my gala and my, my union's gala party i also gotta get stuff done all right well, well I congratulations think... for 400 yeah thanks yeah. for joining us yeah congratulations Love you guys. Love you too. Hope to see you soon. See y'all in a few weeks. Maybe some Baltimore action. Maybe. Uh, I know that Lord I will, I will see Bill and Micah and Keith C- uh, Cunningham and Luke at uh, at HeroesCon. And uh, and Alan's going to be there. Yeah. yeah pictures and videos. Yeah. Well, you'll see Alan sometimes. We'll see. Alan well, Al, Alan, own, Alan does he, his he disappears. No, but he does his own thing. He doesn't know, like to get I mean. overwhelmed. Alan will be there. Yeah. Alan will, we'll see him at least at one thing. 
Yes, you see him, at, and then the last dinner. Yeah, you see him at the living kitchen. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, Keith, Keith couldn't talk him into going to living kitchen. No. He, he no, tried. Like, oh, I gotta go. No, do I... something. And then he's over there eating Burger King. <laughs> That's right. I <laughs> said, right. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Probably not gonna do lunch. I'm not that gonna put that on me. Yeah, that that <laughs> was. He was. He, he was at Five Guys. <laughs> <laughs> he, turned, he didn't want to eat that living kitchen shit. Like, I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. You guys have a good time. Thank you for coming. And I think Thank me and Bill, will, Micah, will wrap it up, I guess. All right. Woo-hoo. All right. Thank have you. Bye. 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 All right. Now it's Geek Brunch. <laughs> Micah's return. Now we can start the next episode. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to Geek Brunch 401. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, that was that well, that was uh, better than I expected with so many people. Like I thought I was gonna, it was gonna be really bad quality. Hectic, yeah. Yeah, where you know, we couldn't. Yeah, the audio was nice. Yeah, it was. Um, I think you. I think we've had more people on before, or more guests on one show before, but not all at the same time. That's right. Well, the, I, I, we I think the last time we tried this was like 100, and it was yeah, 100 people. Yeah, a lot. But it was off and on, like it was. Yeah, people come and going, coming and going. It was like five max at one time, but they were coming and going, and this was like all at once. And everybody got on that said they were going to be on, which is really, really good. Surprising. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. And everybody was on time. I guess Daryl was on the old chat session and never got. <laughs> he was trying Not to sure dial much. into the wrong one. But we eventually figured that out. So that was that was good. Yeah, it's nice to hear from everyone. Yeah. Once again, it's been a long time. It's good to hear you again, Micah. Yeah. Yeah. Look forward to on. seeing you in a couple of weeks. Absolutely. It'll be great. Yeah. I can't believe how long. I mean, I obviously, it's been a long time, but like, it was all, it was never the plan. Right. And well, heroes well, well, just we, kept not happening. In reality, Micah, we would see you almost like once a year. Mm-hmm. Like physically. Mm-hmm. So it's... It's been a while. Well, they had Heroes last year, right? They had yeah. Heroes last year. I didn't go. Okay. I was still spooked. Also, yeah. honestly, like it's one of those things where I'm old now and people weren't showing up and I wasn't about to go stand on a concrete floor for six hours a day. Yeah. It wasn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, a, that's why I'm a lot older now, year. so I think I'm going to do a lot more panels. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm going to hang out Man, in panels. All I know is, yeah, when I did C2E2 this year, my body, I just went one day, my body at the end of the day, I was like, oh man, I'm not used to this. The most so I ever walked at a con was the C2E2 because we went early and we toured Chicago and most of it was walking. Mm-hmm. So that was the biggest walking experience. I came back and had plantar fasciitis 
So <laughs> it was too much walking for me. <clears throat> but I had I haven't been to a real con in three years, so I'm looking forward to it. You have, Bill. Uh-huh. Yeah. You've been to a couple of cons. I think I've been to one uh, mall con, and that was it. Yeah, I've done a few local ones, and then C2E2 and whatever Wizard World is now. Yeah. There was one going on today and yesterday that was in Denver that seemed interesting. I mean, it had, like, two creators, but it was more like a shopping one. But it had mm. it had the big-time vendors like Yi, you know, the guy with this big collection. I always remember mm. Yi's co- Yi being a big one because – I th- I'm almost 100% positive he had to do with the FBI collection because he busted that guy that was um, stealing money from the elderly that died and he worked for the IRS. So it was the IRS collection. And I obtained one of the copies from the IRS, IRS collection and then researched it. And I think he's the one that busted him. So what was he doing? He was stealing money from old people and buying he, old comics he, wor- he worked for the IRS, and yeah. he was finding out when people died and sort of, I don't know how, but sort of routing money that they were owed. To oh, his... would he contact their yeah. like, relatives and say, hey, they, the person who just passed away owes No, owed, I think he was, it had to do with the tax money, like not what, <laughs> what they were inherited. It had to do with tax money. That they were right. There's he would say the old people still owed a bunch of tax money and no, they were crediting. In other words, it was, you know how you get money back usually. Well, there was a lot of people that were passing that weren't getting their money back, and, uh... and he was taking that money and routing it into an account and buying comics with it. So he's taking people's refunds. Yeah, taking people's refunds. Well, that's sick of stuff. Yeah. He never served uh, any time, too. That's what's interesting, if you do the research on it. Wild. I, yeah, that's, that's what shocks me. Yeah. But if you buy, if you ever find one of these in the collection, they have certificates. They're actually stamped by the IRS on the back. And they were, they were sold off all at auction. Why are they stamped on the back? They have a certificate of uh, authenticity. Oh, you mean the okay? Because so the, the IRS sold him when they when they confiscated it. They took possession. They of took him. possession of it. Okay. And, well, and they sold it to someone, and someone said, oh, "I'm going to put certificates in these, so I can sell them for twice as much." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting story. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot more interesting ones that I don't know about, but. This one I this one I found in a box in in a uh, um, at my local comic shop and I didn't tell him because I was like does he know this what this is and he had like a a ten dollar price tag on it and it was the Sea Devils and I was like oh I want to get this and I, I got it and then I I went and researched the certificate and I'm like holy crap this is legit. <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was really surprised because I didn't know much about it. Yeah. Apparently, it was a stuff. big, 
big collection and a big confiscation of comics. But I own a small piece. Well, he didn't have to go to jail because they're like, we're going to take all your comics. He's like, no, I'd rather go to jail. I don't know. Take my comics. I don't know how he didn't go to jail. I, I, I would love to find out. Um, that sounds like what he did is very criminal. <laughs> mm-hmm. From from multiple aspects, from a civil aspect because he took money from whoever the people were supposed to get it. I, I would think your somebody would get it of your loved ones, or you know, it's and robbing the the IRS because he worked there. So it just seems too. It, it seems like a government crime. And also a civil crime. I, I don't know what came of it. To do some research, I guess. Yeah. Maybe at the convention we could do it. Go undercover. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do you want to wrap this one up? Or... You want to keep going. It's up to you. All I have to do the rest of today is I got to finish um, putting down cardboard out in the backyard to kill. We're making a garden, so we're putting some areas that kind of kill some of the grass stuff in some of the areas. We dug out one pit already. That's looking pretty good. Aren't you going to have to, like, rotor till it anyway, or...? Well, we di- so we dug up so you dig up the area sometimes, and then um, you want to turn the soil because of you? yeah. So we've done all that, but because of the terrible quality of our soil here, it's mostly um, clay actually. Oh, are you uh, gonna have to put some topsoil or? Yeah, and so but we want to make sure that everything underneath it is already dead, dead. first. Okay. And so we'll make sure that's all dead, and then. We'll go ahead and tear up the dead grass. Yeah. So we tore up the dead grass already. We tore we tore up the top part of the grass. Uh, oh, so you're just killed, kill the yeah, kill a lot of the roots underneath it. Like we have one of those I don't it looks like a some kind of evil weapon. You it has four blades on the bottom, like little daggers, little pokey bits. That you put it in the ground and you twist it. And it helps break up the dirt. And mostly for us, we're using it to destroy roots. Like a pitchfork? It's like a pitchfork, but the the, the four things at the bottom are curved. Oh, so I know. The four you put, stabby yeah. bits are curved like right, a, around each other. Handle. Yeah. And so um, we use that, and it helps break up. Because there's lots of root systems growing all over this backyard. Um a lot of that we you can't tell because there used to be more trees back here, but, but a lot of them got cut down at some point, and so there's just like remnants of yeah, it'd be like a under there. yeah three four inch thick tree bark will be sitting down there. Um, so yeah, we're clearing all that up, and then we're gonna plant stuff. It's late in the year to be planting, but it's one of those things where you keep saying, "Oh no, I'll wait for the right time to do it," and then you never ever actually do it, and so we're good. So you're gonna buy plants. Um, we have some seeds. We're going to start from seeds and see if that works. And then when it inevitably fails, next year we'll be more ready and we'll just buy some starters already and then put them in the ground. 
Wow, I have, yeah. I don't know too many people that start from seed anymore. It'd be interesting to see how far you yeah. get. We started mm-hmm. our stuff from seed this year. How how far is it? Is it is it growing pretty well? Yeah, it's in the garden now. Put in the garden a couple nice. of weeks, a few weeks ago. I mean, if this works out, my next move is to go to mushrooms. Go to garden while you're on mushrooms? That'd be okay. Uh, no, no, no. Just I want to, to grow to, mushrooms. Yeah, to be closer to nature. Yeah, absolutely. Because already, like, we have king oysters in our backyard, but I don't know when they, sh- they just show up when they feel like it. King what? King oyster mushrooms. Are they, are those edible? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't eat them, but, because I don't know what's <laughs> going on in our backyard, but, <laughs> but yeah. Because we also have, like, the other thing is we have uh, a family of rabbits that lives here, and now um, a stray cat or two that, uh, come to our we see them in the backyard all the time so we had rabbits for a long time and then we had foxes well and then we had coyotes but then they took care of the coyotes so now rabbits are back again (laughs) we we have all everything we even have goats next door i know you have goats oh the goats are great prize winning goats oh yeah, they they, Ooh, they, they winning goes. Yeah, they came in second on a competition yesterday. That's impressive. What kind of competition? Loudest next door goats? <laughs> they, they probably the win that. No, goats. they're first place for that. The loudest. You go out there and you just hear ah. They just yelling mm. all the time. We had chickens back there, but they got slaughtered by foxes. Mhm. I remember that. Yeah. Now we have rodents because of the bird feeders. They seem to eat mm. a lot of the bird feeders stuff. We got What's squirrels the for of sure. Having backyard goats. They're uh they're competition goats. They're milk goats too. They provide they... milk. Okay, milk. Yeah. Do they breed them? They. These guys, the breed themselves. These, these guys are professional, like state, state competition, like you know when yeah. they have state fairs, they take yeah. their animals and they, they sort of sell them, at the state fair. The daughter, the daughter presents them in competitions. She usually re, she usually ribbons, and then they sell them. So that's oh, their so job. they sell the goats and then for they re- breeding. They repeat them, okay. yeah, and then repeat. Yeah. All right. the next year. So that's what they yeah, do. Probably some kind of heirloom goat. Heirloom? That's not the right word for goats. Heritage. Yeah. Is it like yeah. heirlooms are vegetables and fruit? But these yes. ones uh, totally are milk goats. They're... They have a good pedigree. Yeah. I know it's like a big thing in a lot of areas to have um, like specialty breeds of livestock. Yeah, well, that's what to keep them alive and around. Well, if you if you go to like a state fair in your town, that's what they usually do is that whole time they're there, they're usually looking to sell them like Mm -hmm. a longhorn beef calf. They're they're looking to breed it, you know, like a bull. They want it for to sell it to breed with others. So they, they do all that stuff. They don't our our neighbors don't deal in cattle they deal in goats and sheep 
and I think they might have some other stuff because they have them at a they own like a small ranch or area off site so that's kind of cool I mean a lot of the neighbors complain but we like them <laughs> me and Barb oh. like them we like them better like than people I like goat cheese <laughs> I'm sure you do you can make soap and stuff people make lots of goat products goat soap yeah or tried, tried goat soap I've seen it one of these uh little farmer market sometimes little farmer markets yeah we've been trying to go to more because I, I don't ever I spent I didn't leave a house for like two years because I mean where was I gonna go and so we're trying to find things to go out and do and see stuff now and so we end up at a lot of these little cute little community events little farmers markets and so forth mm -hmm. And there's always some like old Argentinian lady with uh, a lot of goat made products. So she has the butters, the milks, and she also has soap she makes from like, I guess some of the. Listen, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you how they make goat soap because I think it's something to do with like goat fat. But, yeah, yeah, I would imagine. But uh, I have no idea how it works. But I believe her. She's very nice. In the olden days, that's how they made soap, right? From fat. I think so. Seems good. Clean your, clean your body. Yeah, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, hmm, hmm. Smear this fat, stick of fat on your body. Well, I do know that, like, if you have oil splatters or, like, caked on oil on stuff, like grease on your in your kitchen, I know oil works better for cleaning it off than, like, soapy water does at first, at least to, like, remove that layer of cooked on grease so I mean maybe there's a theory there hmm. the fat from the whatever can help remove the dirty oils from the body but I don't know how yeah. this works yeah it must be that obviously there's something else in the soap besides just the fat right you're not just rubbing goat fat smear <laughs> <laughs> yourself in goat fat so the fat must yeah provide some benefit yeah. I'll ask if I can take some goat fat to you, Bill, so you could shower at it. <laughs> heroes. That's the name. Heroes. You could try it. It's extremely be, not vegan. Yeah, I'll be can... walking around heroes. People will be like, what's that smell? Is that goat curry? No, no, it's just Bill. It's Bill. Is someone eating, someone eating goat cheese around here? <laughs> oh, you smell like a goat. Yes, it's my new goat fat soap I know it's not vegan I wasn't going to eat it <laughs> Bill only eats fish and products that come from fish. goats <laughs> goat milk goat I eat milks. I eat milks even though I know they rape the animals to get the, to get the milk <laughs> as we learned yeah from comic books that's right the beef from image comics i mean it's not untrue <laughs> it's so true no that's true <laughs> yeah <laughs> misha think what am i doing you can either become vegan or you can just say well, no, I said that's all you got. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just become vegan or live with it. <laughs> yep. 
Those are the only two choices. Or look the other way. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you're complicit. Absolutely, that is 100% correct. I am complicit. It it's also story. like when people talk about companies and they don't support a certain company, but it's like, man, Good if you look luck, into man. if you look into any company, any product that you own, if you look into the companies behind it, you're gonna find some bad stuff. So. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then you won't be eating, drinking, <laughs> or buying anything, or buying anything, <laughs> consuming anything. It's like it is factually correct. Nestle is like the worst company in the history of the world, but also they own everything. So good luck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you try and boycott something, it's like, well, you're gonna be boycotting. <laughs> you know, their parent company owns pretty much half. Like, there's probably like five companies that own everything. <laughs> yeah, it's real gnarly. I mean, it's like it's not dissimilar from becoming vegan anyway. We just have to start reading labels very closely to figure out what all what all you're actually trying to eat. So, Bill, you said you wanted to talk a little bit about signed comics. Yeah, well, I saw that you posted that you said that you're glad you're not into signed comics because it makes going to conventions easier because you don't have to lug right lug a bunch of books to cons. And I, or, thought, I or, thought that was funny because we never really talked about it before, but on the same way where, I honestly, I, I really don't get anything out of getting signed comics. <laughs> Like if there, if I go to a con and they, and I buy something off of somebody, Someone, I'll have it yeah. sign it, but right. I won't like wait in a line to get it signed, like something. Yeah. Like I thought, reason... I, like I thought it was awesome that, for one thing, you took that like mini comic to get signed by Eric Larson, but it was cool because there was nobody in line. You real, we basically walked up there. And you got that comics signed, and we got that little story about how it made him depressed <laughs> because he lost so, he lost so he much lost. money on that mini comic. <laughs> right, and that was that. I consider that different because it's something different. Like it's a, a it's weird an odd issue. thing. Yeah, it's an yeah. odd thing. So it's like a not almost a novelty type thing. I I do. So comics in general. I don't know. For some reason, getting them signed just doesn't appeal to me. And I don't really care about owning signed comics. A book is a little different. Like, if I have like a hardcover that's signed that I got signed, I don't know. That seems more appealing to me. The only time I'll get a thing signed though is I buy something off of them. And in yeah. ki a Kickstarter, if like if they say, do you want it signed? And it's not additional. Like if they charge me an additional five bucks, I'll say, fuck that. But if it, if right. they, if they just sign it, I'll say, yeah, sign it, you know, go for right. it. Right. It's neat. I think it's neat, but it's never worth my time or extra money for me personally. Well, to me, it's more the content of the book. It always has been right. like, I, I want to read it for a reason or I want to, look at the pictures or whatever it is there's usually a reason behind it and i sort of like blind my like there's people that just like become obsessive with the creators like oh it's this creator i don't usually get that i mean i do get it with certain people like andrew Peepoy because he's a friend and i tom scioli before that but it's usually the oddball creators that aren't like superstars it's more like I, I can actually talk to these people because I see them every year. Drew Moss, you know, people like that. 
but uh, it's it's few and far between. But there we ha we have a friend. The reason the reason this came up is because we have a friend, um, Kirk, that does take a a short box or a long box to the con and 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 does wait in lines for all that, and. I, I don't have anything against it. Like, I think it's amazing that he does this because of what he does it. And he really does. Like, he doesn't do it like some people to turn or, turn around a profit and sell it or slab it. it. Yeah. He does it because it means something to him. Like, it, he he's, he's a collector of comics and he, the creators, like, mean something to him. Like, he... Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a way of... Remember, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. To being able to remember meeting a creator, it's like yeah. physical evidence of meeting them. Yeah. A memorial. I was gonna say memorial, but that's not the right word. <laughs> you're, not, you're not dead yet. Hopefully, you're not getting assigned by a dead person. Eventually, it might be a memorial, but. Well, lately it's been. I mean, it's. it's Dang, I mean, that's that's true. It's that's, been a lot of them. I mean, the last couple of years, it's all our heroes that have, you know, we grew up reading their comics and they're gone now. So it's. It's happening more frequently, just like actors and stuff. You, it happens. Yeah, the a lot older more. you get, the more you notice it because they're your people now. Yeah, it, that's what that's true. When you're younger, you didn't know <laughs> right. these people, and now you're older. It's like, wow, I knew that music, or I, I have mm -hmm. that CD, or I, I read that comic book, and it's happening more and more frequently. But I, I, I would I would like certain signatures. I I think if I didn't have to wait I'm a, I'm the laziest con goer and podcaster in the history. Like Heath is like, Do you wanna edit this out? You can. I'm like I don't wanna edit You're anything left. out. No. No. <laughs> I'm like I'm the laziest I, I podcast because I enjoy it, but I don't want to not like it. And editing is like not liking it. I know I know podcasters that spend more time editing a podcast than actually mm -hmm. recording it. And that to me is like torture. I would hate that. I would hate to go back and listen to myself <laughs> for two I mean, hours. If you ever listen to any of those podcasts that are like productions, yeah. I don't know how they... I mean... I get why they have 800 ads an episode in some of these things. Cause it's like, I personally just don't have the time and energy to edit it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like so much time. And it's not like something that they enjoy. They asked, I, I was listening to, uh, what is it? Comic book page. Um, they had, I don't usually listen to it as much cause they're so negative, but I, I listened to the preview spotlight and I listened to their Q and a, and one of the questions, which I found interesting, they were like, if you had this much money for your podcast, what would you do? And one of John's answers were, I would pay somebody to edit this. And I'm like, well, just don't edit it. Because I, it, <laughs> who cares yeah. about the ahs and the ums? Like, yes, it's going to drive like those people. But I don't want those people listening to my podcast complaining about ahs and ums. Mm -hmm. To me, to me, it's like a natural conversation. It just happens, right? Right. Um, I think people who are listening to a podcast like this are different than the one, people who listen are to those. To yeah, professional the, one. That's true. But John doesn't make money. 
we could we should have asked Heath right. about it. He it would have been a good question for Heath because Heath makes Heath thing. makes money f- off of his yeah. podcast, like right. he his but Patreon. I was, I was say, for his for his <clears throat> videos, I'm sure he probably spends more time editing and producing than he does actually recording. Yeah, well, he used to edit. He used to edit Geek Brunch. I don't know how much he edited, but he'd at least put like a a bumper at the beginning and a bumper at the end, and maybe edit out some dead time. I don't even do that. Like it's just, it is what it is, and it's because I'm lazy. Like even putting together this like eight people, it was like, oh my god, I have to like do this. I have to get all these people to try to come in at the same time. <laughs> well, I would say not not just part of it's probably lazy, but also it's not something you enjoy. Like there's some people who probably love doing that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, like when when we would have like brunch buddies, Heath would do all that. I think I coordinated three in my entire brunch buddy thing, and and Heath did the rest. But if if Heath didn't do that. Like if Heath didn't, I wouldn't have met some of my closest friends like that I have today. That that's what I was trying to tell him. Like, you know, he's like, you give yourself credit. Well, I'm a fucking lazy dude. Like, I <laughs> <laughs> I, I do what I like because I like to talk to you guys, and and but I don't like to like expand it, like, because it's work. Because if it becomes work, then I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I already have work. I mean, I work. I work a job. It takes all my time. A matter of fact, I'm trying. Like, I wanted to retire at 55. That ain't gonna happen. Cause I, I realize how bad healthcare is and storage unit costs are. <laughs> all kinds of <laughs> sh- all, all kinds of shit, right? Um. So it's like, but I am trying to coordinate a downscaling of my hours. Which, which could work out because I can still get, you know, health insurance and all that other stuff. So that, that's that's the way I think I'm going to ride off into the sunset as being a part-timer. I would yeah, lo- that's a good way of getting yeah. doing it, if you can. At least for a while. Yeah, for a couple of years or whatever. Yeah. But it's I have hard. no plans for retirement, other than I will retire at some point. Right. At some point. I don't have any immediate plans. Well, the, the thing here here's why I want to retire. Okay, and this might sound stupid, Bill, but I don't know how much longer I'm gonna be on this planet. Nobody can predict that. Like, you can't predict, oh, I'm going to pass at 75 or 80 or 90 or at 65 or even earlier. Mm-hmm. And it scares yes. me. It, it it terrifies me. Like, I, I think about it a lot, that if I die young and I die working, that it's like I haven't achieved what I wanted to do in life, you know? Like, I want to have free time. I want to be able to do X and Y and Z that I can't do with a job. And um, God, I would love to 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 organize my comics <laughs> in in the way they should be, and get rid of them at some point in my lifetime. 
but it, there's so much that like I want to do, and it scares me that you you don't know what your clock is, you know, mm-hmm. and it shouldn't because when you're dead, you're dead. You're not gonna care. Like you're <laughs> you're not gonna come back and say, oh damn it. Um, but I want to enjoy some semblance. Like I, I want to have some victory and not be. S- bedridden if that makes any sense uh, work myself and then all of a sudden i'm in a bed and just in a home yeah it yeah i mean I, I, of course i understand i mean my father died when he was in his 60s so yeah i mean he 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 went through the exact thing you're talking about where he re, he he only retired because he was started getting sick so yeah he never really got to enjoy, enjoy any of retirement it. yeah but at the same time i mean like you, you can't you never know what's going to happen so you you can't just say okay i'm gonna at 50 i'm gonna stop working because i don't know when i'm gonna go and i want to enjoy my retirement yeah. it's just that I've, I've seen some crazy shit like at my own work where a guy retires and then six months later he's gone yeah we've, we've had or, or like a year thing. a year later he's gone and now i have another co-worker who, who's who's pretty old like i can't tell you how old he is he looks really old he looks like he's 70 but he might be in his 60s and he just found out like i i, I feel bad for him because he's like he he does like to work like he he could be retired but he doesn't want to retire so like he likes he's he's perfectly content but he found out he has like cancer in the bone like it Ooh, he, he found yeah. out that he Bad can't man. he can't move his arm like he he went to the chiropractor because he couldn't move his hand up you know like he says oh something must be aligned but they found out that he has cancer in the bone and that he has to well his doctors here had to either remove they, they said we should remove it right away you know it, because uh, uh, you know they arm. were yeah they said let's just remove yeah. it and he said i ain't gonna remove my arm so so now he's in arizona at the mayo clinic i i guess trying to find some kind of treatment to not have to lose his arm yeah but he was even saying you know the probability of surviving this type of cancer, he was telling me this is like 35% because, mm-hmm. because once it's in the bone, it spreads through your bloodstream and shit like that. And, uh, it, it's scary. Like, uh, it's scary, but I, I want, God, there's, there's stuff. I, I, I just, I want to be able to wake up in the morning and not have to, does that not, 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 not to have to wake up, but like be able to sleep right. when I want. And then, start my day whenever my like oh i'm gonna go read something i i don't care or i'm gonna go hiking on on a trail and take my dog or whatever i want to be able to do that and not say oh i i have to wake up at this time and go to work and be here from x to x i want to like do things i want to control it (laughs) and and while i'm healthy like I, i want while I can hike, like I want to be able to go to Garden of the Gods every morning and do maybe do a little hike. What the hell? 
or Palmer Park. Like I like Palmer Park a lot, and they they have thousands of trails, and I could go on. But I don't want to do it when I can't. When I like willing myself around, it's too late. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the the way our part time, that's probably the best. The, the best way, way to do it. The way our the United States culture works is they want you they're raising the age almost all the time. They want you to work until you're seventy. And that to me is insane. Like I think they're gonna raise stuff to to a higher age than sixty six or whatever it is now. You know, I think the what they do in some parts of Europe is probably the best way to do it, where they take like a couple months off in the summertime. But they're going to even have a revolution in France because of what they're going to try to take away their retire early retirement. Did you see? Did you read about that? That's crazy. No. They're talking about re- increasing their retirement age to like sixty or something instead of mm-hmm. fifty five. They're, they're, they have an early, early retirement age. Oh, 55, that'd be great. 55 <laughs> is incredible. But now they're raising it to whatever, and yeah. people are just frustrated. They're like, I worked my whole life thinking I could retire at this age, and now you have, you're saying I have to extend it five years? Well, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I, but I, I think I could, even if I have to, like, work at some place that, I don't know what it would be just just to have like health care, but be out of the field I'm in because my field is fucking stressful, man. I mean, and it gets worse every year because dollars get smaller and you get you have to do mm-hmm. X. You have to do X in time frame that's smaller than it's almost physically possible sometimes. <laughs> it gets worse. The anxiety mm-hmm. it gets crazy because you have all this competition that says they can do it faster so you have to keep doing it fast but um yeah it's i don't know i i hope i'm hoping in in two years that i that i can scale down some if everything works out if it doesn't it doesn't but i don't i don't want to go to 66 that's for sure Mm -hmm. if if i want to go to 60 max that And it's tough. I mean, if we if we had some kind of health care plan, it would it really would make people retire early. Health care mm-hmm. is the is the big the big scare because it can rob you with one hit, like one bad yep. hit, and you're you're in trouble already. Right. The older you get, the more likely it is that right right hit hit is going to occur. One trip to the hospital is. Like it will take you. Now it's high deductible. At least, at least I I don't. Do you still have copay bill, or MICA? Uh, no, I'm on a one of those high deductible. Yeah, plans. yeah. So, same here. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Bill? Are you high deductible or copay? Uh, no. Yeah, it's high deductible. Well, see, the high deductible sucks in my opinion. I'd rather have. Oh, I have a thirty dollar copay or a fifty. You go to the hospital, it's a hundred dollar copay, but high deductible means you have to sometimes spend three grand or more before they even start to contribute. Well, one hospital trip is three grand. Like it, it's insane. Like it, it, 
it just it, it, it's crazy a specialist you have to go to get an MRI whatever it's gonna cost you mm-hmm. it's the the one thing that you can't plan for in any kind of retirement because you could go healthy and not have to worry about anything or you could poof you know have have a bad right. year two years yeah one case of bronchitis yeah shoot you sprain the ankle at the wrong time and it goes poorly for you right like things or, br- can just or break happen. a hip mm-hmm. the older you get the healing of a broken hip is like and then you have to go through all the physical therapy and mm-hmm. everything just to get walking again and that's a fortune it's 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 insane Welcome to Old Geek Brunch. <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome to the episode 400 celebration. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Think about longevity at a time like this. Yeah. But, yeah it's crazy, like, too. Like, remember, I... remember 16 years ago? Like, goodness gracious. Yeah. You're still a kid, though. You're still I'm you're still young. Me and me and Barb consider you and Claire our kids. I don't know if you yeah. know this, but you're like our kids. <laughs> well, yeah, because y'all started dating. I think the year, the year I was, was born. born. Where, yeah. Yeah. So. Just wild. But as I it get was... older, I don't know if you notice this. I know Bill has. Is time goes faster, like. The work week starts, and by the time I know it, the work week's over. Like, it, it's gone. Whoosh. And the weekend is already gone. Like The weekend I seems like one day. I was going <laughs> to buy a ticket for Heroes. I think that was like a couple days ago, and now it's Heroes. But it really was We're six already months here. ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, Heroes is a long way away. I was like, oh, shit, Heroes is in a couple weeks. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, it's crazy because we're going to Heroes, and then I think two weeks, from, two to three weeks after that, we we're gonna be gone a week for Fourth of July. We're gonna be in Breckenridge, so Ooh. it's like uh, work-wise, I'm like, how? Even though I put it in my planner like months and months and months ago, it just like, how am I gonna get all this shit done? Before I leave with two weeks gone, it's, it's insane. It's going to be some serious delegation, I tell you. Yeah, hopefully your project's planned around that. Yeah. It's better, faster, cheaper, man. Get You can't get all three, but you they have want to. It, though. They want it, yeah. So how, how long have you been financing, Micah? Oh, almost six years this month. Okay. Um, would it be six years sometime this month? Maybe even whatever. I mean, like I say, I work in finance, and that is technically true. I work in spreadsheets the way everybody else does. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, like, it's mostly backend stuff. It's mostly like data validation and things along those lines. Okay. Lots of uh, lots of access queries. Lots of uh, patching together somebody else's visual basic code to make things run. Um, that sort of stuff. Like nothing, like, like my job has nothing to do 
with any actual financial mechanisms. Uh, I know a lot of them because in an attempt to make more money, I took a bunch of licensing exams, uh, which took a lot of time. And these are like these three and four hour long tests. And I took them and I did make more money, but I still don't do anything with finance. So now I know like somewhere deep in my skull, there's a whole lot of information about how to deal with municipal bonds from Puerto Rico or uh, what are the requirements for being able to market certain things uh, via Twitter. But like in terms of actually doing it, I still don't do much of any of that kind of stuff. So maybe one day, but as it currently stands, I got extremely lucky in that uh, people above me kept quitting. And so, or quitting, going to new jobs, looking for new opportunities. Gives so you, I gives got you like, more opportunities to Right, I got, a, I got a couple of promotions just from right place, right time. It's like, not that I don't, like, not that I don't do good work, but it's clear, like, the way the company works overall is if you get promoted, uh, you're not getting another promotion that next year or two years or three years down the road often, unless you change departments. Or change they just your don't job. Norm- yeah. Right. They don't. They don't normally um, like approve that much, and so I like in the, in the five year time period, I doubled my salary from when I started there, and it's all right place, right time. Because I was on one team, and without doing any work, I was moved to another team because of organizational change, and then um, work to your benefit. We got, yeah, work to my benefit, and then. They did some other changes, and I was able to get a promotion. And then the person who had the next position up, uh, she decided she wanted to go somewhere else, so she left, and they needed someone to fill that slot. And it's like, uh, well, here I am. I just happened to be in that same area. So like, here you go. And it's like, um, I don't think it'll happen again this year, just because that would be a lot. But there's still there's like a vacuum. There's a power vacuum between my boss and myself. Um, there's like normally, cause it, technically I don't have, there's nobody in my position with the role of manager. Um, and typically they like having someone hold that title in a department, but, uh, my, my boss got promoted at some one point, uh, there's nothing in that gap anymore. So hmm. yeah, <laughs> so it's just like, um, they have us running around doing a whole lot, a whole lot of stuff and they might stick me there though well, you got you, you got to give yourself credit though because there are people at your level and they probably realize that you do the best job to fill that position I mean, that of the that's that somebody true. left because there are people at your level that also could take those opportunities if but i'm but, also the loudest about it like, yeah, well, this is well, my, my biggest pro tip in but, life. But, but there, is if you but, want but something, it, tell somebody. True, but it, it it management always looks at like, well, who can do that job the best too? And and I'm I'm honest with you, they they get together, they talk, and your name probably gets put there because they know you can do the, you're gonna care about your job, and you're gonna do the best you can. So mm-hmm. they you know, give give yourself credit. It's not always the right place at the right time. It's the quality of the work that you do as well as that being at the right place in the right time. Yeah, if you're confident, then people will find out. Word will get around yeah. you're, you're confident. And 
there's a surprising number of people who are knuckles. <laughs> I remember I did I did an interview with one at one position. It was like a it was a fake. I was never gonna get the job. I knew that it was more interview practice stuff. Um, because the role was I I I know one of the managers sits behind me. So um, so like I was talking to him. He said, like, "Yeah, come here and interview for it for practice." I was this I was only there for very recently. And I was talking, and I was like, I'm a hard worker, and I'm sure everybody says, he's like, actually, you'd be surprised at how many people come into an interview and, like, don't sell themselves, and they don't talk about being a hard worker, or they'll even say that they don't work hard. And I'm like, I don't, I can't believe you. (laughs) He's like, yeah, we've done a lot of interviews, and there are some good candidates, but the number of candidates who come in for a really high-level position who are just not trying to sell themselves well is, is surprising. And I'm, I can't believe that. Um, but yeah, that's true. And I, so I did learn my lesson then is to always sort of, when you go into an interview, even if it feels silly, make sure you tell them you're a good worker. Yeah. Just so they don't have any doubt about it. But yeah, it's been good. Like, it's been good for me. I am looking, I'm not looking to like leave, but I am sort of feeling things out, seeing where things are. Um, because where I am at currently is a really weird sort of position. And while we are good and safe now, and the company keeps giving us more work, so there's also job security, I'm just trying to keep my head up uh, just to be certain. Because it's, uh, al- it's always good to do that, no matter where right. you are. You, just never, you, just you, never can't, know. You, you can't predict yeah. what is going to happen. Right. You just never know. Uh, when the next organizational change comes through and they decide that they're going to put all of this offshore. Um, I went we through, have, I, I went through one, we inch, I went through one, one, one thing that was pretty scary once because I, I got onto a contract that had like a 10 year longevity. So I'm like, wow, that's, that's a long time that that's in, in reality, it's not a long time, but it, it is a long time. Right. And I was like, oh, this is a good position to be in. I was one year in and they stuck us all in a conference room and they said they basically cut the funding and it's it's dropped now. So then it was like a free for all. Everybody ran out of that conference room. I'm talking hundreds of people and we're on the phone. Right. So because they have to mm-hmm. they have to like reposition themselves. And if you have plugs in other things and people know about you you're able to deal with situations that are crazy like that, which, which is, which could happen. You never know. So are they laying people off? Yeah. That's weird that they, they let you guys know ahead of time. They didn't know. I, I think it was a poorly managed program, obviously, because they usually let you know. <laughs> It, yeah. You usually have a heads up, and nobody, at least in my level as a techie, saw this coming. Mm. That is wild. Yeah. They would do it that way. Yeah, that's just a terrible way. And, I'm, and I'm, a, <laughs> yeah. I'm a software guy, and I position myself into a, a system administration because that's what I got. But as soon as I, I settled down a little bit, I realized I wanted to go back to software and 
it was easy for me to get back out of where I was, even so though I committed the, for, to the sysadmin. For the sysadmin job, is that something that they come to you and say, hey, we, we want you to take this position, or did you have to find it? I had to find it, but it was with people I knew, and they knew I could do the job. Even though I was so, an administrator, I knew how to do that as a developer. But it, I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around this. So they took took these hundred people in a room and basically said, <laughs> "You're gonna all have to. We're gonna give you gearing rail, all of you, at some point. We're not sure when exactly." No, they pretty much said that this contract has stopped funding. Like, we have two weeks left or whatever on funding, okay. and then you need to get, you need to find a position with the company or, or leave. So wow. everybody was like, everybody just <laughs> ran out of there. That is insane. <laughs> like, you're immediately, like, smashing your LinkedIn up. Back then, there was no LinkedIn. <laughs> It was more like when he calls people, but making call, making all kinds of calls. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jeff, remember? Yeah, I worked for you a couple of years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. What are y'all doing right now? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you heard, but they're getting rid of all of us. <laughs> I, I think there That's was a. I, I think it was like a when that happened. I think it was like fifty percent of the people on the project found work within the company and the other 50% left. They had to. That is wild. So I basically took what I could get, even though I didn't want it. So right, I, just to stick on. Yeah. Right. And my company had, when we had a, a, a huge, our last, I mean, I've been working for the company for, forever so i've lived through several layoffs but the last one they had us apply like they told us how did it work we kind of they kind of told us the positions and said we could apply for the positions like basically they're letting everyone go and you can apply for the positions even if you're applying for your same position oh so you had to reapply so you had to reapply yeah it was weird, but that, I mean, it, that's that's pretty weird. But I I understand it, what they wanted to weird, give but... everybody an opportunity that because of the even yeah. though even though those reapplies are weird, management usually knows who they're gonna keep. For sure, I think I don't know if it was just a that that sounds like more of a, a legal, political legal reason, <laughs> yeah, or what the reasoning behind it was. But I mean, I think I think that was better than your situation where they just said. I wonder if in your situation, why they didn't do something similar to that. Because you know that they knew who the top 50 people in the room were, who they probably wanted to keep. Yeah. So they could have just said, either let go of the other 50 people or, I don't know. Well, I've been to job interviews before where they're just going through the motions on both ends. Like, you know they're not going to hire you. And they're just going through because they need to have ten candidates, and they already have that uh, that candidate already selected. Yeah. In that, in the case of yours, that probably was the case. I've even had that happen in high school, where you know the reapply for your position. I, I was I was pretty short in basketball, and 
um, my sophomore year, they essentially. So you're, pre you're pretty sure you're out of basketball too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. It's like I they they didn't really want me because of my size, so they yeah, made they, to the they, point. they yeah. made me try out again, even okay. though. They kept... There's no way you were going to make it? <laughs> well, I didn't think I was going to make it, but I did. Because I ran circles around the tall people. Like, I still... Uh, At that time, in the early... In the moves. In the sophomore, the tall guys, they couldn't move, man. <laughs> they were awkward as shit. So you could head fake them, you could do this. They didn't. They would leave the ground yeah, all the time. They didn't know what. The, the they age didn't have. They just didn't have the. Used to their bodies. They didn't have <laughs> the fundamentals, and their bodies were growing so fast. I don't think yeah, they, they were... were able to athletically adjust quick enough. Yeah. But it worked to my advantage, but it was stressful because it's like reapply for your job, and it's like, oh shit, how come nobody else is having to do this? <laughs> how come i it's just me it, it matter of fact it was it was about 10 of us but mo the other people didn't they didn't have to try out again it was pretty stressful so i've always had shit like that but i guess everything works out in the end unless it doesn't and then you're homeless that sucks that does too but in all cases, like even if that happens, I would go work at whatever I could. Like there's people that I know now that, that don't have jobs and they don't even try to get one, even if it's they don't even try like a target or anything. And I've worked my entire life. I, I, I would just go get a job to hold me over. Do you see what I I'm had saying? That yeah, I had that bad stretch when I, after I graduated, where I have this weird degree, and I'm trying to, like, do, like, freelance work or whatever, but I need money in the interim, right? So yeah. I start applying at places, and you just keep putting all these applications in, and you find out that part of what happened in my initial thing is that, one, I'm an old graduate. Yeah. And so I have these, I have, like, this two-year stretch where I don't have a real job anymore, and then I'm 28, 29 at the time. And I just graduated from college, and they're like, "We don't want to hire you to to like uh, to like make drinks. Uh, we don't want to hire you to like flip burgers because you are a risk of being too annoying." Um, well, or and or, or they know that you are a college graduate, and you're not gonna right. you're not gonna be there longer than three yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, I'm clearly right? here just yeah, until I get of... a real job, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I will be leaving every shift for interviews. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I, like, I guess that that could backfire a hundred percent. Yeah, that ha that happened. That happened for I I knew like I realized that it worked. Also, it turns out, uh, when you have a re a real regular job you forget uh, what retail is like and you go to thankfully after the pandemic and when nobody was working retail anymore because them jobs were trash, uh, they got rid of a lot of these weird requirements, but I failed every one of those little quizzes they have. Uh, they would make you do, y'all haven't applied for a retail job in a while, but back in the day, like in 2015, 2016, when you went to apply for um, a retail gig, they would make you fill out this like questionnaire and it'd be full of like these questions that seem to have obvious answers, but they have like the answer isn't as obvious as I thought it was. And they'd be like, 
you see your coworker coming in drunk. What do you do? And the answer is always like, tell the manager, but I'm like, mind your own goddamn business. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I yeah, that's, the, that, I that's not the, the that's not the right answer. <laughs> no, it's not the right answer. No, I would bomb those things. Especially in today's <laughs> world, right? Because they, yeah. they, they, they want their staff to like look for suspicious stuff. Like right. they don't want to have right. a work, they don't want to have a worker come and, bring a gun to work and gun you down. just gotta yeah, you just gotta pretend you work for you're filling this survey out as an employee for hr how would you right yeah you, yeah you're yeah you are loss prevention when you fill out any <laughs> my, of micah was doing a the damn ass like brute, brute honesty right there so i'm gonna like, mind so, my own goddamn business and i'm gonna walk right. the other way like i don't He's, know are they, are they bothering me then they're fine you thought about the questions what would i really do in this situation have to decide. I'd run. You should have no. just been like, <laughs> like, tell the manager. I'll always, always tell your manager. Tell manager. Port everything. Mm-hmm. What if Follow that? What? Rules. And then they could throw out. What if that said thing happened with mm-hmm. your manager? Tell their manager. Yeah, yeah so go, cha- go chain up. of command is basically chain of the command every time. So yeah, but that was like that was a lot. But yeah, once you once you get into work though, it's not bad. Once you get it, every time this has happened to me, every time I got a job, immediately people will start calling me back. I'm like, what is this? I've seen that. Ha- I haven't. I'll knock on wood. I haven't had that happen to me, but I've seen that pe- that people have had droughts, and then then all of a sudden they have three offers just out of mm-hmm. the blue. Like it happened at once instead of them trickling in over like a three month period. It was like, bang, now I have to make a decision. How do I right. pick the, pick the one I want? You know, it's crazy how that happens. Mm-hmm. It's wild. The job market is a lot, but I'm ho- I mean, hopefully uh, I'm good for the foreseeable future. That is good. I don't like going through. I don't like going through it. I don't even know if I would uh, know what to do now with the technology change. Before it was like I'd print out my resume, I'd go. <laughs> this is old school, right? It was before you you would go mm-hmm. to an interview physically and with get, your resume get in your hand. Yeah, with the resume in my hand, I'd go visit businesses. And now it's like all electronic on Monster or whatever. Indeed. And I, I don't know, like they probably run you through some AI algorithm and you get crunched out on some end to see if somebody wants you. And it, it, I don't know how it would work. <laughs> well, what you do is you use the AI to write the resume, resume for you yeah. to beat the algorithm. But people actually, like in the case of my my wife's company, they found out that somebody had done that. They, mm-hmm. they submitted a resume that was chat, whatever it is, chat AI or whatever the GPT, heck it is. GPT. And then uh, they also were doing their research papers because they were applying for a research job. They were mm. submitting the papers and it was coming off of chat GPT because they were like, she doesn't write like this. Like, what? what is she doing with these papers? Like, how are they getting rid of it? Well, they, they, they fed the algorithm and sure enough found out that that ain't her writing it. It's this AI program. So I don't like, I would hate to be in a position of having to interview or trying to figure out 
without like knowing somebody already because mm -hmm. you don't know today what you're getting. <laughs> you just don't. And even if the numbers they give you as references, God, they, there's so much they can cheat the system. It's hard. Like, I don't even know how references work. Yeah. Because, like, I'm going I'm to go call somebody. And, like, obviously, you're not about to um go, all right, listen, call this person who hates my guts because I did a terrible job when I was there when I was 17. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you're going to put on someone who says, oh, man, Micah is the greatest worker of all time, <laughs> always on time, always diligent, uh, gets, you know. It's always like you know he's never had a problem never missed a day of work like is that true it's mostly true but like so, how do i let him go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he definitely never stole money out of the back definitely didn't do that yeah. uh, so what happened well he kept showing up drunk so we had to right. <laughs> <laughs> well someone kept showing up drunk and he kept minding his own business he kept minding his own business <laughs> that's right he would never he's... go to his manager <laughs> he kept saying, I don't tell, that's my concern. That's not my concern. I'm just doing my am job. I, am I the manager? No. All right, then. I'm going to keep making these drinks. Yeah. I got I frappuccinos to make. Get out my way. Well, on that note, I think we can wrap this one up. They we got a lot of discussion of uh, retirement and old age and mm -hmm. jobs job complaining and where jobs are going and all kinds of good stuff so it's, that if means my it's boss hears this i love my job it's an official uh episode of geek brunch <laughs> it's we not an episode unless we complain about being old <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah we're getting there though bill like shit we six, are six, six, looking... 60 years old is as much as I hate to see, it's weird. Is to be sixty? I'm I'm around the corner, man. I mean, I don't say we're around the corner. We're getting there, but <laughs> well, seven years is in the scheme of things is nothing. You know, that's a big corner. That's a big corner. <laughs> not not the way time. I, not the road. not the way the you last can see three. See the corner coming up in the distance. That's only seven more heroes cons. <laughs> yeah, it's only seven more Heroes Cons, exactly. When you think of it in terms of that, it seems really fast. <laughs> but uh, do what? Well, I hope you both keep getting old. At do what? <laughs> I hope My... you both keep getting old. I'd rather you get old than not. Hey, you know, uh, yeah. I, I look to see when, uh, when Mike and I joined this podcast. It was... January 20, so it was episode 101, January 21st, 2010. 2010? Which means I was in my 30s. <laughs> 2010, so what's it, 13 years ago? Yeah, I was like early, it was in early 20s. That's crazy. That's crazy. And it's crazy, what, what, what amazes me when I when I look at old episodes, like I, I was kind of like looking, looking at, everybody that was going to be on today and see like when they started i wasn't totally successful in finding the the very first one but what amazed me about this whole thing is how early keith heath heath left mm -hmm. it was pretty early in, in the in the scheme of things 
Yeah, it was and, definitely uh, before 100. Yeah. And he kind of said, you know, like why he he had he had come across some hard times and things were mm-hmm. tough for him. Yeah, he didn't give the life. details, yeah. but things had changed in his life, and um, and then it said it took took him a while to to get back into the mood to even do it again. And I'm glad that he he became successful with his serial at midnight. Like yeah. he, there he was said, a big gap between yeah, quick geek bunch on the started serial at midnight. But he came back, and he he gained popularity, I I think, in a fast amount of time, considering all the competition that he has in that realm. You know, it's always mm-hmm. harder to come come in late and and gain your support that you need on something. I've never cared about that. That's why. That's why we're still doing the show, Bill. Like, if I went and looked at the numbers, I'd be like, why am I doing this? If I was paranoid about that, I don't even know what they are. Derek knows somewhere, but I haven't asked. <laughs> I haven't asked him in at least fifteen years or ten years. Yeah. Well, I remember. I think it. We used to get the numbers. Then at some point, Derek said, "You know, I'm not saying out the numbers automatically, but if you guys want them, yeah. let me know and I'll send them to you." And I think all of us were like, "No, nah, 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 okay. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> don't want them, because." Because I think it would have a lot to do with it, but I I don't care. I know Reed listens. <laughs> Reed Reed is the we see in North Carolina from time to time. Uh, he's the one listener that I know has listened from the very beginning, <laughs> and still listens. So you know, wild. yeah, it is wild. I bought comics off of him, by the way. He was he was getting to the point where he's like, I can't do anything with this collection, and. He he sold me all his Thors, his Iron his Iron Man's, his Fantastic Fours, and I was just filling the gap, saying I need this, need that. But uh, I got a lot of good books off of him. But um, on uh, to wrap this up, Micah is no longer available on social media. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, part of what happened too is uh, I absolutely scrubbed, scrubbed as much as I could off of... I wanted to have like all my social media feeds look like a really boring person on social media yeah. while I was job hunting. And then I kind of never like, went back to fix all of it. Uh, I t- took my name off of stuff. Well, you probably um, realized, too, and, and I'll be honest with you, how much you didn't miss it. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Like, right? Because, because when, like, if, you, if, if, you, if you did miss it, then you're like, oh, I missed it. But you're like... Man, that was a time sink. <laughs> Dude, it's the, there's he, so he much just, time. Or you you started looking back at it, or you brought it back up and looked at it, and you realized how quickly you got really angry and mad at the world and depressed. Well, that's really what, like, honestly, the amount of time I spent arguing with people, and it's like, I could do anything else with my life right now <laughs> rather than do this. Um, but even when it's like, even with the positive aspects of it, it's just, um, I spent too much time on my phone. Yeah. Because it's so easy. Because every, every one of these apps is incredible at finding a way to make you look at one more thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've, been, I've been pretty good lately not. In other words, I think I look at it an hour at night, and that's it. And then in the morning, maybe 15 minutes before I go to work. But... No, you're sitting there on the toilet having out. a good time, and then your legs fall asleep, and you're like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> yeah, I have to stop. 
Yeah, that's the thing that about podcasting too, because I, I think the people that pod fade take a break and they realize, oh God, I was able to do X, Y, and Z and go to the movies or whatever, to go to the mm-hmm. mountain climbing and take up this other hobby. And they, cause I've had a lot of friends pod fade uh, over the years. And I, I think it's those long breaks that do them in. And Bill Bill mentioned it. If it's routine, you, it's you just do it. Yeah, you just do it. Plus, we have a good time. But mm-hmm. it, it's uh, more rather than appeasing a listener, it's more appeasing ourselves, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not doing this to make money or to get a bunch of followers. We're just doing it because we like to talk about stuff. Comics yeah. stuff. I like to talk about stuff. We still love the comics. That's one thing that the one thing that I've never lost interest in. Like some people lose interest in it, and I've always adapted to whatever changes it, and, and found my way to like pretty much everything. But um, that's gonna wrap up 400. You can reach that's Bill awesome. at at mm-hmm. Bill at comicbooknoise.com, Mike at comicbooknoise.com. I want to thank Heath, Keith, Keith, Daryl, Micah, um, Luke. I think that got everybody, and then us three, because <laughs> there were eight. Um, yeah, that's eight. Yep. And Daryl, did I get Daryl? Daryl, no, you didn't get Daryl. Yeah, I missed Daryl. Well, he was uh, late to arrive. So. I, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get everybody together, and I was really happy that I could get so many at one time. Um, it, uh, thank you guys mm-hmm. for being on, and thank you, Micah. I, I knew, I was like, I was like, Barb, can you please text Micah for me? Because I knew Barb had your <laughs> number, and I was like, see if he can make it. Because, <laughs> like, social media-wise, I didn't know you are going to check any of it. The first thing I did is I looked at Facebook and I saw like 2001 or something like that. My last post was like saying thank you for happy birthdays like three years ago. It's like a long time. So I was like, oh man, this is going to be tough. But I I knew. Um, And then even Daryl. Yeah, I mean on Snapchat. Yeah, Daryl, I I always get a hold of because him and Barb talk about TV for like hours Mm. every, every Saturday or Sunday. So I was like, I hear, I hear Daryl's voice every Saturday or Sunday because she's on, <laughs> he's on speakerphone in my house. But, but I, I love all you guys. You guys are, are, are really good people. Too. And uh, everybody that was on here, we're close friends. We, I've met everybody in person that was on the podcast. So you know, I've had the pleasure of actually meeting and everybody is who they say they are they're not like a false front (laughs) (laughs) keith is really keith and cuttingham's cuttingham and they're all legitimately who you know they are and they're they're good people yeah so any listeners out there you can check out daryl's podcast he has a bunch of them the taylor network is where you'd start yeah Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. You can find, uh, if you're going to Heroes, uh, you can Cunningham find me at Heroes. Has a table, and Luke Foster has a table, so be sure you stop by their tables. And Alan has a table. And Alan 
He's gonna be pushing oh, he's his table? Yeah, he's gonna have a, he's gonna be pushing his power principle. I think he said his his first table. No, it's nice. a second. He had one there before. Okay. Yep. I don't know if they... he was ever at it, but he had a table. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah, he's is had it, he's had was one on here. Before. Does anyone else have anything? Luke is the foss the hot the foster. Luke is the foster. Luke is the foster. <laughs> Luke is the hardest worker for his like con stuff. I've never seen mm-hmm. a, a a guy work his table like Luke does. Like he works hard. He's there all the time. Most people are wander and do their do their thing and then come back to their table. Luke is really dedicated to to his table. And Cunningham will be there at the table. He'll have a table so that some someday me and Bill will have a table, but we won't ever be there. <laughs> we just need something to sell. We just need somebody to watch it. <laughs> and someone to sit at our table. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I gotta get my comic done. I gotta get off my ass and finish it. If if anything, I feel bad for Zach because he put so much work into it. Mm-hmm. Like even though he's paid, I, I just feel bad that he nobody's seen it. Um, so I gotta get yeah. off my ass at some point. But you can reach us at geekbrunchpodcast dot com and uh, at Mike Myers Brunch and at uh, DBM zero zero, and we'll be back hopefully after Heroes Con. Oh, no, will oh, we have yeah. will we have one before? No, I don't think so. Timing wise. No, because yeah. I think two weeks is heroes. Yeah, so we won't. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll we'll be taking another couple weeks off because we'll be at heroes. I I'm not taking a computer. <laughs> <to> record. <laughs> so He's gonna let, a voice recorder. Let, let, no, let's, but unless we record on our phone, like we're uh, gonna record some videos. I'm dedicated. Dedicated videos, and we're gonna post it. <laughs> I'll put you in charge of that, Bill, because I'm the lazy. If you haven't I learned, think... I'm the laziest podcast. Yeah, I heard, I heard that. I learned that today. <laughs> no, I think we should have wrap-ups in a hotel room. We can we'll if uh, I, I've day. never I've never used a f- phone recorder. Is it, are they pretty decent? Quality-wise. Yeah. Yeah, phones these days are. Some well, have you have you have you used days. one though? Have I recorded a video on my phone? Yeah. Not not video, but I'm talking to audio. Oh, you mean how's the quality of the audio? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not talking about doing a highly produced thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I posted this thing earlier, and man, it's got a lot of things hitting on uh, face uh, on Twitter. I, Bill, I didn't tell you this, but on Friday I acquired Zap Comics number one for for sixteen bucks. I thought it was pretty recent, you know, a deal because I looked online, and uh, I was trying to determine the print, like what printing is this? Because there's like five printings. This is an underground comic, by the way, for those that you don't don't know. Um, and uh, man, it's pretty obscure, but I think I have the second print because the the thing I can find is I don't have this scuff mark in the logo 
and I don't have page numbering and they say the the non page numbering is exclusive to the second print so yeah it's still a good deal cool. yeah. yeah where'd you get that from I, I found the Ed had got a new book of uh, new comics in and he had some oddball shit in there he had a couple of penthouse comics that I needed to finish Ooh. my collection and he had a hustler one and I've never ever a seen hustler. A, a hustler oh, wow. and, and then I picked up a bad apples which is I don't know if you knew the bad girls scene back in the day but high impact you've probably heard of high impact comics they yeah. had a bad apples I picked up one of those and just some some crazy stuff but uh, zap comics was one of them so yeah that's crumb right yeah I did, it just if you look up the details like there's that. there's thing on the news on the media and there's people arguing no that's there that's zap number one no that's zap number you know on my twitter feed <laughs> but uh I'm, I'm pretty sure i asked aaron myers i said i think this is a a second print and he said yep i'm a, aaron told me it's probably a second print because there's no page numbering and right. i know i know he sold one um fairly recently because i follow him on his page that's why i asked him but aaron's got crazy amount of followers so you tweet him and shit you get replies from about you know 10 people but it's interesting but anyway i want to thank you guys for joining us we'll see you in two weeks bill i mean it's quick i i didn't the road to heroes con this year went by fast because it seems like we decided pretty early to go, and now it's already here. Micah, I'll see, here. I'll, I'll see you there for sure. Absolutely. Um, definitely going to eat and stuff like that. So looking Very forward excited. to seeing you and Claire, and me and Bill yep, will be so there. Long. And... It's been a while. so It's been way too long. Yep. Very excited to go. All right, we'll wrap this one up, and we'll see you guys in two weeks. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Yeah.